we rolling? We started? Is yeah, this we, it? We, 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 this is yet, reasonable yet, ignorance? Yet, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. We got you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Now. I am King Cooler. This is the ignorant shit you like. I'm Magic Mike. This is the ignorant shit you like. Come on. This is the ignorant shit you like. You know the movie has when the mother got a nine chasing a chicken. Bombs! Reasonable Ignorance Podcast, episode 80. Magic Mike, let me know something. She's back. Teach me something new. She's back. Who's the greatest wide receiver ever in NFL to wear the jersey number 80? Coach Moses. Jerry Rice. That's what we're going to dedicate this Blue to. Blue five. Yeah. He, uh, and he's a sigma. He is? He's yeah, a sigma? Yeah, he's a sigma. And he went to the uh, HBCU. Mississippi Valley State. And he played for the 49ers, which I can't stand because, you know, he had, a, he had a tumultuous career the first two years. Then he he picked it up. And 80 is, rest in peace to my grandmother. She was 80 years old. She got hit by a drunk driver who was 15 years old, ran over. So, you know, Grace Lee Walton, I love you. Let's go. New Dave East featuring G Herbo, Don Q. Oh, shit. Don. Look, I ain't with the favors, I got Guala to make I'm about a dollar, nigga, nothing on my collar is fake I set the city on fire before dropping the tape Everything count, I even played the block with the shit Bottles of Ace, I'm thinking, imagine if I was born rich I'd have had on baby Louis Vuitton kicks My daughter got them, got dollars to make your mom strip The feds on me, now every Monday the car switch Thousand dollar stash, hit the AC, put the car shift That's just for the gas, yeah, the 40 in my arm still I had 40 cash like the year before my prom year Stuffing clips down was in my jeans cause my mom's nip. Oh yeah, the lion out the cage in red form Trapped to the tin gone, seller said we was hands on Remember buying work, work bagging up with the fan on We were just trying to move enough that's to make a sandstorm I plan on buying my mother coops in the money too Coming through when the hummer new winter time but it's summer blue Woo, the teacher said I wouldn't be shit You know the crazy part about it, I believed it I was in the trenches, kicks ran, but I wasn't bleeding Playing life or death with my niggas, I ain't leave them Couple showed they hard, wasn't right, but I ain't need them Can't say I ain't loyal, can't say I ain't feed them Wolf against the sheep, gon' either kill them or gon' breed them One thing about them shots, you give them out and you receive them Don't leave out the house, if you without, you know you need it Think you only going around the block, gon' be the reason I was popping blue devils, coach came, recruit me I skipped right the ball, man, and cop too many They rhyming Was that just G Herbo rapping? And it's G Herbo yeah, yeah, Finally yeah. rapping on B yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that other song that's I heard like last he always night, rap on. He always rap off beat. I felt so bad. I just so thought bad. that was like his thing. Man, like, like what's what's the song they they sample? They, 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 yeah, what's the name of the song Pull they sample up. from back in the day? Um, Is it Jodeci or something? Yes. Yeah, Man, I thought I was going I crazy. I thought I was having a motherfucking asthma attack. So I was like, what the fuck? He he. That's how he rap on every song that I ever heard. That's that. that that's that. Uh, so I just thought that was like his thing. The rap off beat. Kind of like Dom Kennedy. That's that real special air rap. He needs to stick with Davies. <laughs> he getting a check and he didn't even cut an album yet. He just, he just retarded. Fuck <laughs> 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 they said if, if they listen to it, like, we had some fucked up rappers in our day. Uh-huh. Old Dirty Bastard. He was not fucked up. He was the best rapper. One of the out, greatest of all time. Out of Wu-Tang. One of the best. I never bought none of that shit. See, that's the problem right there, <laughs> I never, Mike. I never you don't like Scarface. You don't like Old Dirty Bastard. It's like, come on. I mean, you're, the, the Scarface could rap, but he just does not do it for me. The truth? He, he doesn't do He don't reach me. Like, it's revealed. He doesn't reach me. Like, Ice Cube reached me. Oh. Like, the, like. How I, could you not like Old Dirty Bastard? I mean, like, he was, I felt like I had more talent than him. He just was on drugs. <laughs> 
shit. He wasn't, he wasn't really on that. Oh, baby, I like it raw. My favorite I do song. too, nigga, but he was talking about cocaine, raw cocaine. I thought he was talking about raw sex. That's why I like the song. Probably, he did, did, he that did that too. He was raw I, sex I'm with a, it too. I'm going to chill out because we have yeah, guests here tonight and one is from Brooklyn. My favorite song. I'll have class for that. Hey, he is, old Dirty Bastard is from Brooklyn. Yeah, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Zoo. Okay. And we have uh, this guy here. He He's a he's a, a sports writer. He's from the hood, Inglewood, Southside. And he uh, he's a journalist. So give it up for my man, Brian Crawford, BC. What up? I've been begging him to get on here for a minute. And uh, I appreciate his work, first of all. And and some years ago, me, him, and Leon Rogers did something in GCI. And we was doing a podcast like seven years ago. And we didn't even know what we was doing. Right. So Y'all should have stayed on it. Y'all should have yeah, stayed on it. We didn't know. But him and Leon used to just talk sports. And one day, Leon invited me up there on a Friday. And, and we talked a little sports. And I wasn't as, as sharp as I am now. I just was like... <laughs> Fresh out of the thrift store. <laughs> I ain't gonna bullshit. And we got my man, Coach Moses, in here. And, um, he's returning again, young lady. Young lady, you like uh, Coach Moses? I've been uh, Coach Moses in a couple of groups with me too on Facebook. We ain't gonna say no pictures, but he been liking. There <laughs> <laughs> should be some of us whooping his ass too. And my man, what's your name? Speaking to the mic. Yeah, yeah. You gotta speak it to the mic. You gotta get closer. Speak like you're trying to get to get get uh. On? Yeah, yeah, you oh, on. definitely on. Yeah, you definitely on. I think you young from co owner of Enjoy Core. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I told y'all it's going to be a time when it's going to be 92 people in this basement. So we hit 91. So we're heading, we ain't going in the right direction. Obama Naughty. What's up, bro? Britt. We're going to talk some sports. We're going to talk uh, Dylan Roof. We're going to talk. Uh, Tax time, how, 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 niggas, I, I, I got a fat bitch waiting for me. She about <laughs> niggas. <laughs> Bombs! <laughs> I been taking care of this little motherfucker. Right? His nose and everything. <laughs> June, I ain't, his nose running in June. I ain't even fuck with him. Yesterday, I wiped his nose with my, my bare hand. <laughs> hey, niggas, <laughs> line up his hand and everything. <laughs> I need this money. <laughs> so, Top us. I, I got her six guys in the last three days. So that's why I'm really short today, Jamal. So, <laughs> hey, listen, man, this shit has got to work. We got our plan. Uh, Obama said goodbye yesterday. Uh, I got attacked today by last night on Facebook because you I was making jokes about Sasha. You know, as uh, you should have got attacked. You deserve everything. You deserved every what last. What you say about Sasha? What you say about her? Everything said, bad. Oh, you about to get your Sasha ass wasn't now. there. So I said Sasha's not here. So the results gonna be on Maury tomorrow. Uh, Bombs. Uh, I'm a comedian, man. Like, I, I think I'm the box. Y'all have never thought about that. And then like, you went in, on, on, you went in on Michelle, too. That's uh, terrible. Talking about you wonder if she get her hair in bundles or then something. I said, what does Michelle get her yeah, bundles you, of you hair? just went in. Bums! I just was joking, man. I was, I was, you know, I was feeling good. I was drinking beers. I was in the crib. I was feeling good. I had my boxes <laughs> on. The heat, the ceiling is hot. The heat is warm. You know, I was feeling good. I had washed my clothes. I'd have to go to the motherfucking laundry, man. I'm telling too much. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm just feeling good, and they just, they really love a person. Black people love somebody that sells them hope. Man, like they love Reverend Meeks out there. His his church is called the House of Hope. What man. the fuck? Like hope? Like what's better than hope? Only one thing: action. Man. We got no action. What they call it, uh, hopium? 
That's what everybody was on Obama for the last yeah, eight years hopium. on that hopium. <laughs> yes, yes, we we can make change, and that's what we got. A bunch of goddamn change in our pocket. Right. I got a dollar. I'm trying to I tell got you. A car key to a revoke car <laughs> at 78 cents. We got it. <laughs> Man, we got everything in that jingle and nothing that's cold. Man. <laughs> um with that being said, we got um our special guest tonight, Brian Crawford. Welcome. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, man. I like it's the 80th show. I like even numbers, man. So I appreciate y'all having having me in here on uh, number 80, man. Um, you've been making the rounds around the whole sports podcast um for the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Very controversial topics coming up about the Bulls, about Derrick Rose, um everything. Um but before we get started with all that. Let's talk about you. So, why sports journalism? What made you get started? What what was what happened? Take us from the beginning. High school now. Man, you know I was always you know from Chicago, man. So all we did, you know, we hoop, we played basketball. So okay, I'm from that era, man, where you know the Antoine Walkers. You know what I'm saying? I watched Jamie Brandon. You know, I knew all about Benji. I knew, you know, I just knew the history of Chicago hoopers, man. Like I was one of them kids that was. When the Pistons beat the Bulls, like, I cried. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't care that Isaiah Thomas was from the shot. Like, you know, he played for the Pistons. That didn't matter to me. You know, I was Mike to death. So, you know, played in high school, moved down south. What school? Uh, Thornridge High School out in Dalton. Yeah. And uh, moved down south, graduated from uh, Lanier High School in Jackson, Mississippi. I played with uh, Jerry Nichols. He played at um, Georgetown with Allen Iverson. Yeah. And, um, you know, so I've always been in, you know, always been in the hoop circles, always been in the basketball journalism thing, man. It was, I majored in English in, uh, in college. And I Where'd really, you go to school? Jackson State. Okay. And I really wanted to be a teacher. Well, first I wanted to be a lawyer, then I wanted to be a teacher. And then neither, neither one of them things panned out, but I always had ability to write. You know, every time I wrote a paper or something like that, I always got good, you know, good grades on it. I always was able to express myself in a written form. So I came back to Chicago and I just started writing, like, you know, everybody was blogging, you know, when the blog was still coming up, you know, didn't nobody know what bloggers was. People was just writing on, you know, writing on the website. But Like the podcast now? Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I was blogging and I was cracking. Like, I got, you know, I got the attention of uh, Slam Magazine and they actually reached out to me and they was like, yo, you know, we like what you're doing. Um, would you ever think about writing for us? And I'm like, hell yeah, that's really why I started writing, because I wanted to write for Slam, because Scoop Jackson was my man. Like, I was... Idolized him like I had the first Scoop, Slam magazine. I need, I've been trying to get you on here, Scoop. Scoop come on, you, Scoop. man. man. You got to come on the show, Scoop. So Jackson. Scoop, you know what I'm saying? Scoop was always my influence, man, and they gave me my shot at Slam, and shh, I never looked back, bro. Like, and ever since then, it's just been, it's just been one thing after another, man. It's just been a blessing. So you know, now here I am, man. I'm, you know, I'm in the league and moving around and high school, college, NBA, and it's it's just been a blessing, man. So. That's my story, man. I'm and I'm from the hood. I'm from 66 and Marshfield, Inglewood, you know. And right around the corner from Kentucky Fried Chicken and Harper High School. You know what I'm saying? And you know, niggas don't really come out of there and get to the level I'm at and do what I'm doing. So you know, well, I got I got to represent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that's what they call the guys over there. They was a fraction of the GDs. They call themselves the C notes. And I went to school with them, and it was Rick, stories by Magic Mike. Uh, Rick, <laughs> Brock. And it was a big family that stayed in the corner building right down 65th Street. Yeah. And they and this is what they used to do. They were boosters. And they used to steal. 
So one day they went to the plaza. They went in the fans' choice, and they took all the damn jerseys with the matching warm-ups. Mm-hmm. The next day at school, them niggas had an all-star game <laughs> in the fucking gym. Bombs! <laughs> I promise you, the basketball coach Rick said, what the hell is going on in this damn say Everybody just said, fuck their gym uniforms. <laughs> they had an all-star oh, wow. game going on at Hop. He said, I can't believe this shit. But that's what, I, and then the first time I met him, I couldn't believe, because I had been reading his, his articles, I couldn't believe he came from 66 in Marshfield because I knew nobody over there do nothing but disciple <laughs> lip. Nobody knew journalism. They didn't know, yeah. you know, like when when they knew the five Ps and they knew one through nine. They didn't know no goddamn uh, subject predicate verbs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, my mom, she was, you know, she was college educated, man. You know, she went to DePaul. She also went to Jackson State. So I got uncles and cousins, you know what I'm saying? They, they, they with the shits for real, you know what I'm saying? So I kind of, I kind of teetered between. Yeah, I had to make sure I had went to school and you know made sure my mama wasn't on my ass. But at the same time, I'm still trying to you know maneuver around the block and see what they was doing. So I kind of got the best of both worlds. But you know from that side of it, I saw where that was going. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I ain't really you know that wasn't really for me. You know what I'm saying? Single parent home. Yeah, single parent home. You know, grandmama, granddaddy, that type of thing. We all we all got the same story. Yeah. But you know it was just you know I had cousins, man. They was like, yo. You smart, man. Don't, don't, you know, yeah. this ain't what you need to be doing. And so. there was something else in the house called extension cord. And that oh, motherfucker, when they definitely. came out, bombs! That motherfucker was like a slave. Oh, definitely. And I probably still got scars from that. Man, I, I got scars from being <laughs> like, I, I don't really act the fool around my mama now. Nah, like, nah, nah. Like, nah. she chimed in last night on Facebook at like 2 o'clock in the morning. She was like, you okay? I got you guys like to know me as to love me, and she was like, I, "You okay?" I was like, "Damn, I forgot my mom and my friend on Facebook." Yeah, mine's some of the most wildest shit in the world. I'm forty. I'm forty years old. I don't even cuss around my mama still. You're forty. Yeah, yeah I'm forty years old. Oh wow, I didn't think that at all. Yeah, and yeah. he's taking ladies. He's taking his fiance is here right now with yeah. him on the mic. You look, and she's you, from you look younger York. than forty. Appreciate that. This nigga is 26 and look older than you. Right? <laughs> well, they've been doing this shit. Yeah. Lil Yachty look older than him. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker fresh out of high school. Bang. Right. <laughs> Where they, they got different words. They write about word, riding a uh, raindrop drop top. Exactly. <laughs> raindrop exactly. drop top. <laughs> I had to think about that the other day, and I wasn't eating, like, when I do my best thinking it, when I first wake up in the morning, so I try to meditate. And for some reason, this dumbass lyric came and it interrupted my thoughts. It just said, Raindrop Drop Top. And that was the first song they was playing. <laughs> That's the number when one I, song right when, now. I know. So I thought about you. Yeah. And then when I got to the shop, they was playing it. I said, cut that shit off. That <laughs> fucked up my thoughts this morning. <laughs> I was, you know, you, you try to get yourself together, be on your, your real shit, and try to prepare for the day because you, you become your thoughts. Yeah. I try to think my thoughts out for the day, you know what I'm saying? Because I know at about two thirty in the morning, I know what I really be want want to do. Man, speaking of thoughts, though, you the you the you the first person I ever met to say that they ain't really feeling face like that, man. Skyface, yeah. Like I, I like Ice Cube. I, I like I, I was an Ice Cube get him fan fan. Get like em. like when he did the uh, be, let's go back to the NWA shit. I, I was I was a fan of that shit. So when Skyface came along, he just said. Honestly, the word motherfucker too many times in, in a sentence for me. Like, they, and I shoot the motherfucker up, motherfucker, and that's why the motherfucker ain't gonna die, motherfucker. Like, what the fuck? I'll be like, come on, get to the point. But you could tell, like, right. Q was educated. So right. his, his rhymes was more 
written out more, had more, uh, what you, what, what's the word I'm looking for? You a journalist? Come on, man. I don't know, but you more, know. More, more thoughtfulness to it, more. Uh, well, we, talking about one yeah. of the, we talking about one of the best rappers, MCs of all time. And you know what everybody tell me? Like, you love Jay-Z, that's your favorite rapper. And he he always put Scarface in his top yeah. five. I was like, well, he liked Beyonce, but that ain't my lady. That's he love her. <laughs> Shit, I like I like what he do. You know what I'm saying? That's fair. I you feel know what you. I'm saying, but I don't I don't knock him. He can rap. Yeah, he can rap. He just doesn't do it for me. I mean, I ain't mad at you. Yeah. I just you just first person I ever heard say that. Yeah, right. And, and they they kill me about that too. Besides me talking about Prince Odin on Facebook <laughs> and Obama, whenever I say something about Scarface, well, I get a rise oh, yeah. out of everybody. You hurt my feelings. What I do? You just said that you didn't care about Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas is the greatest point guard to ever come out of Chicago. Yeah. Don't nobody care about Isaiah Thomas. You can leave. <laughs> you know what it is, Coach Moses. Get him out of here, man. Yeah, that's disrespectful. I tell you, got speaking to that. You got speaking to that, Mike. That's disrespectful. You man. know what it is. Disrespectful. I put I put Isaiah Thomas up there with the Fab Five. I hated the Fab Five too. You know Why? what I'm saying, but because them niggas was corny. I got, leave. I got a, you know Obama what I'm saying. I got a, <laughs> I got a better appreciation for the Fab Five after than when they was playing. And the same thing with me with Isaiah Thomas. Like I said, I was big time Bulls fan, man. I didn't, I didn't care where Isaiah Thomas was from. He killed my boys every single year. I literally cried tears when the Bulls lost, man. So it didn't matter to you me. You know what? I want to add because I agree with you because I was the same way, but it was different because he's from the West Side. I'm right. from the West Side. He went to my grade school. So growing up, you see this big picture, Isaiah Thomas and our foyer. So it was different. I didn't like him when he played with the Pistons. Right. But at the same time, you know, I still had that love for him. Yeah. And, and he followed Isaiah's steps all the way. He went to Catholic High School. Like, look at his education. He just said for you. you know, most people be like, in the hallway. Right in the hallway. <laughs> Coach Moses, man, I, I, I appreciate Coach Moses because Coach yeah. Moses gives an interesting perspective about each and every dynamic of whatever's happening in sport every, sports every day. Well, you're a coach, man. You know, you, you know, you look at things from a little different perspective. You know, it, it's – it's like being a journalist or being a writer. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I have my moments where I fan out, but for the most time, you know, I, I kind of look at things objectively. I look at, you know, I look at every little thing that goes on, whereas, you know, fans, they just kind of look at one little thing. And coaches are the same way. You know, you can't just have tunnel vision with that. You got to look at each and every aspect of what's going on in the game and everything around it. So I feel that, man. I, you know, coaches, they – I learned a lot from coaches, man. I'm, and I'm talking about one of my best friends is a college coach right now. And he, we, we, we talk basketball for hours, and I learn things from him still. So What's I that appreciate school? that perspective. What school does he coach? Iona. Okay. Up yeah. in New York. Yeah, it's one of my homies, man. We used to go back. We used to go at it. I met him in the South. He's from Atlanta. But um, this was like my biggest rival when we lived in Jackson, Mississippi. And I hated this nigga. I couldn't stand him. And – Come to find out, his mom and my mom and his family was like all real tight. And I go to a family function, and he there and I'm there. Hey, we looking at each other, and next thing you know, we've been friends for 20 years, man. That's crazy. Yeah, crazy. through basketball, through basketball, through basketball. Yep. Yep. I want to ask you a question. Moses a question. What point in time did y'all know that you had to make the switch? Like you wasn't gonna make the league, and you wasn't gonna get paid from basketball, or, or you know, because you both played college ball. 
So what did you be like, damn, I got to find something else to do? Oh, for me, this is easy. This is the greatest story in the world, man. My um, my freshman year, after my freshman year, we used to play a lot of pickup at uh, Jackson State. We had like an old gym in the back. And um, I was in there one summer, man, and James Hollywood Robinson, y'all remember went him? To Alabama. Went to Alabama. Yeah. And Lindsey Hunter yeah. went to Jackson State. Yeah. Man, Lindsey Hunter gave it to yeah. me so bad one summer, dog. I'm talking about not just one time, I mean multiple times went to work on me. And I'm literally like depressed, yo. Yeah. Like, I, it's, I'm not good enough. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it was just, it was a very sobering moment for me. Like, I'm just... I'm not as good as I thought I was. And somebody but, you never heard of. Yeah, you know, I mean, I knew who Lindsey Hunter was, but, you know, it's one thing, like, when you see a guy on TV and, you know, he killing or whatever, and you know how we talk about, man, that, like, I don't like Tony Snell. I hate Tony Snell, and mm. I don't even say his name. That's mm. young Vice Lord from the... Uh, <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> when he got drafted, he was like one of the Vice right. Lords for yeah. real. You know what I'm saying? Like, I see him, you know... Look at me now, I am yeah. the captain. You know what I'm saying? I see him on... <laughs> I see him on the court, you know, I'm like, yo, this nigga's a bum. He can't hoop. And then you get out there and then he making every shot. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it's, yeah. it's one of them kind of things, man. So, you know, but I will say this. At any other level, at any other pickup, I was working niggas because, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. every, I remember that I remember that serving I took, man. So yeah. it made me competitive. But I, it was at that moment I realized there's, like, good and then there's, like, a whole nother level beyond yeah. that. And it's only a handful of cats that make. That's why everybody play basketball, but that's why only, like, 450 guys make the league, man, because yeah. you really got to be good. There's only been 4,000 4, basketball players in the NBA yeah. to this day. Really? So, wow. yeah, to this day. So you got to think how special you have to be. You got to look at a, a cannon. Yeah. Like, Gennaro Pargo, when he made the team – he made the Lakers. Right. When they had Kobe Bryant, a young Kobe Bryant, in his fourth year. And Kobe Bryant was like, this dude made shot after shot for the first six practices. So, and he ran the team right. So you got you to gotta look at that like, damn, what was he really doing? And then when you talk to him, you know, he tells you stories like, man, I was just focused. Yeah. He, he, I, I didn't have, have no outside shit coming my way. He was like, I didn't even have a Nextel at the time. He was like, I just would use the phones in a hotel or wherever we was at or a phone from home, a land phone. He said, but other than that, I was trying to make the Los Angeles Lakers. Man, the worst player in the NBA is 100 times better than everybody in this room. You know what I'm saying? Like, And that's just real. Like the dude that warm up and then come out and sit on the bench in a suit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the, the, the lowest paid player in the NBA, the last pick. Whoever, whatever you want to call it, he better than 90% of the people if picking up a basketball. If you just create yourself on 2K and start at the bottom. <laughs> right. <laughs> right there, you'd be like, damn, I'm slow as fuck. You yeah. be like, I got to get some more attributes. You know yeah. what I'm saying? What was your point, uh, Coach Moses? No, I, I agree with him because I think somebody a couple years ago on Twitter or what challenged Brian Scalabrini to like a one-on-one, and he beat the brakes off of him. Yeah. Well, it, that, but he... Scalabrini's better than your average person who go to the wreck. I mean, a thousand times better. So exactly. Yeah, he's, pointing, he's right. Man, you I getting in, that check, man, you good. I was yeah. in Paris, Texas, <laughs> yeah. and I played against Donald Whiteside. He grew up playing with him, you know, somewhat after high school, doing high school. Seen all type of guys, Tim Banks and the Simeon teams, the King teams, Jamie Brandon. I watched Jamie Brandon play down in the projects one time, and we was, like, shooting a 21. 
And this dude, like, won, like, four games in a row. I was like, dude, where you finna be? What school you go to? He's like, I'm finna be a freshman. I was like, where? Are you, you going to Iowa? He's like, no, <laughs> right. King. I was like, God damn. <laughs> right. Freshman at King High School? Dude, and he won, like, he, he only missed, like, about seven, eight shots. But anyway, in college, we go over the scouting report. We looking at film. They showing this guy from uh, Racine, Wisconsin, Kenosha, Wisconsin. So they he, he's you know he's like he, he he's a lefty, he got a he got an irking jerk and he got exactly. a step back. So at the time nobody really knows what a step back is, but he he, he is really a little shimmy. Then he'll step back and shoot the three. Nick Van Axel. Nick Van Axel. Man, Ruben and Spencer, he, he, two guys I told you about from New York. He gave these guys like. 12 minutes ago in the in the first half. It's 20 minute halves. 12 minutes to go. This nigga got 26 points. Right. They both in foul trouble. Right. Sitting me in the game. I'm like, fuck it. I'm gonna give him two quick fouls. You know what? This nigga shot three 35-foot motherfucking <laughs> threes. <laughs> I got two fouls. I set my ass down. I was like, man, I, I think I'm gonna go back to Chicago and yeah. be a fireman or something. <laughs> all, all this other <laughs> bullshit ain't gonna be I went that night, called my chill, like, look. I want you to put me on this for the uh, post office summer job <laughs> shit. I'm gonna write. The, I'm gonna get the letter in the morning, and I was gonna be a. Ma- that's how I became a mailman for the summer. You know what I mean? Right. But I, I just knew like ain't nobody gonna be like I was embarrassed in front of the people when well, nobody was there from Chicago with Shannon Green. Okay. I watched Sam Mack get Shannon Green like 45. Yeah, I went to Thornridge. Sam Mack went to my high school. Man, he was the he was the first like NBA pro that I met like personally. But I think I think the best thing coming back from that era, man, you, because I'm from that era, I think, you know, and not to be arrogant, and then I think I'm a pretty good judge of talent because you know a pro when you see it, especially if you come from that era. Like, you know a pro. Like, I saw Monte Ellis' first game in high school, man. He put up, like, 42. Yeah. And I knew then, like, at 14 years old, like, this kid is going to the league. He had a week. He had a stretch of his senior year in high school where he averaged 68 points. Yeah. Yeah. His senior year, and they was sixty-eight talk, points. Sixty-eight points, three games, sixty-eight points. That's what he averaged. And you talking about Monte? Monte? Yeah, he, I don't even get that many points on two K. Yeah, and, he man. had a game. He had a game in high school where he outscored the other team. Yeah, he used to play against Al Jefferson in high school. Mm. They both were Mississippi. Yeah. yeah, Mississippi boys. Okay, and he said it's a, it's a funny story, but he said another player said about him. They were tying their shoes up and, you know, getting ready for the McDonald's All-American game. And they was talking about they going to Georgetown, they going to Georgia Tech. They're like, Monte, where you going? He's like, it's college. I'm going to the league. I ain't even thought twice about no college. They're right. like, what? They were like, man, you for real? Dude said they were sticking him. The, the, the dude that was telling the story, he said he was sticking him. He said, like, Monte had a sprung ankle. So he didn't practice the whole week. Uh-huh. So he said he got to guard him. During the game, he's like, "Yeah, he need to be on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Somebody, he don't need to be <laughs> right. in nobody's fucking college." <laughs> right. Yeah, man, a lot of good players come from down there, man. Your time at Slam Magazine, yeah. How long were you there for? What years? Uh, when did I start at Slam? What is this? 2017. So this must have been about 2008, 2009. I was grinding Slam for about a good five years. You know what I'm saying, and that and and this is one of those relationships that just never dies. But like at my peak, I did about a good five years strong at Slam, doing stuff online, doing uh, things in the magazine. My first uh, my first print piece was uh, actually on Joe Kim Noah, 
and it was right after they um after they lost to Cleveland in the playoffs. That's when he made the comment about who want to go to Cleveland, yeah. vacation, and all that stuff. And um, you know, I remember him coming into the gym. He had his big long scratch on his neck or whatever, and he didn't want to talk to nobody because they had just lost, and he hated LeBron. Like that's a super long story to go back to New yeah, York. Yeah, LeBron he, was dancing and bullshitting around yeah, on, the, on the corner of the free throw line. And, and shit. LeBron used to work his man Lenny Cook. And yeah. Lenny, Lenny didn't make it to the league because yeah. he ran up on LeBron. But um, yeah, yeah man, man, changed his life. Yeah, and watch the Lenny Cook story, y'all. Y'all got to watch that story. Joe Kim did the, the, the yeah uh, fun. He 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 uh, funded it. Yeah, yeah, and and it's it's it's, it's a tripped out story, man. It's yeah. a, it's a story. Like if you playing basketball, if you got a uh, any kid right now that really think he the shit, show that to him. Yeah, and um, yeah, man. So me and Joe, we chopped it That's up true. and. You know, during my slam days, man, like, I, you know, that's when I really started, like, to understand, like, like, NBA guys, man, like, they really and truly, they just regular dudes. And, you know, if they respect you and they know that you ain't on no slick shit when you ain't trying to spread no rumors and no salacious stuff, like, they rock with you. Like, I done made a lot of friends in the league just from slam, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just because they respect slam and they respect me from that. And so... You know, from there, man, I, you know, I leverage that relationship with Slam and being in the NBA, you know, to having a lot of just, you know, just dope friendships around the league, man. And, you know, like up to the young players like Devin Booker. Like, that's that's my little homie. You know what I'm saying? I text yeah. him, call him. I mean, his pops is cool. And um, Melvin Booker from Missouri. Yeah. And he's from Mississippi, too. Yeah. You know now, I got to ask you. I got to I gotta interject. I got to ask you. I'm going to name a player. All right. And. You know, it's directed towards somebody else in the room. Um, Tracy McGrady. Your thoughts. Your thoughts, BC. On T-Mac? Yeah. Oh, man. And I want you to chime in, too. T-Mac, one of the coldest ever. Like, one of the... Like Thank you. One of the, one, of the, <laughs> one, of the, one of the best individual scorers that I've probably ever seen. I mean, especially with his body type. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you ever seen T-Mac up close, man, that dude is... Yeah. From... His shoulders to his waist, he looked like a grown man, and then his legs look like these mic stands right here, man. What? 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 what <laughs> I right, let, let's make the question tougher. T Mac or Penny Hardaway? Ooh, you can chime in. Y'all can chime yeah, in. Well, T Mac or Penny? I didn't watch Penny that much. What? Pull the mic up. You that young? I didn't watch Penny that much. Oh, no, you didn't I, watch Penny that much. I didn't watch Penny that much. I mean, I, I I saw a few highlights or something like that, but I don't. Me looking at Penny stats, I'm just like. He didn't go as crazy as Mac. Like Mac scored fifty in his sleep. Like just go watch Blue Chips. That's Blue what got him drafted by the Orlando Magic. You know Playing what? Playing with Shaq like that. I he was unselfish, but he's also the first player I ever heard Michael Jordan. I promise to God, because I watched every time they played. Because I'm Nick Anderson nut. He had a good man. four years. Get the bullshit about hey. the way. He had a good three yeah. years. Michael Jordan said, next time down, Scotty, we doubling. Penny Hardaway had a good three years. his ass out. But he had injuries. Okay, okay he had injuries. Look. It was a different NBA. Right now, with them three years that he had in the NBA, he'd have been the MVP three times. I discovered he, Penny. he didn't have a weight that LeBron had, but Penny Hardaway was a motherfucker. I discovered Penny Hardaway by accident, man. I was in high school, and um, Brandon Cole was my man. and went to DePaul. Yeah. And they played Memphis State, and I yeah. watched that game, and Penny Hardaway went The three to, overtime games against Classman. Went yeah. to work. I'm yeah. like, who is he this dude He won number 25 right in Memphis State. Yeah, man. And, yeah. and I was like, this dude right here is super cold. So that's yeah. how I discovered Penny. I was a, but Penny was one of them guys, man. He had probably 
the shortest run of a superstar ever. He probably had about three good years. Thank you. Look, this is my whole thing, and I know you remember this. Before Robert Tracker Trailer injured T Mac on that, that attempt dunk, you right. probably remember that. Yeah. Dude, he he was on his way to like putting up, like, Mac probably ended his career at like 18,000 points. If that play never happened, he'd probably be at 30,000 points. But you you know what? Penny Penny is a legend if that for this. fifth over there was a half a gallon, I wouldn't even be talking right now because hey. I'd be drunker. But so we can't talk about ifs right <laughs> I'm just, now. I'm just, I'm Monty just, had balls but you, you can all, but you also acknowledge a person's pace. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? The pace they were on. Like, Look, it's insane. Penny Hardaway is a legend for a reason that really and truly has nothing to do with basketball. Penny Hardaway is a legend because outside of Michael Jordan on the shoe side, <clears throat> Penny Hardaway is the man. Oh, true. It's I got the facts. man. I got a shirt That's that says facts. pennies over everything. Yeah, Penny Hardaway <laughs> is the man on the shoe side. For some folks. On the shoe side. On the shoe side. You know what I'm, I'm talking about? Like, at the Nike hierarchy, it's Michael Jordan and Penny Hardaway. Phone posits. Yeah. A Penny Hardaway shoe. Yeah. Do you yeah, all yeah. agree with that? Little Penny, all of that. Yeah. Penny you, got. You Penny said next got, to Jordan. Yeah, next to Jordan. Penny. Yeah. Absolutely. Penny got his own lane. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. He got his own lane. There's only three I, people, four people that Nike has built there on, on 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 Nike on Nike campuses. They have built buildings for them. That's Michael Jordan. Deion Sanders, Penny Hardaway, and Bo Jackson. Wow. They, got, they, they, got, they have their names on the building. Yeah. Okay, B. Next player, D. Wade. Love him. Another another one of Art's favorites. <laughs> I like Ooh, this guy. D. Wade. I like this guy, man. <laughs> I like this guy. Boo. You know he what? Knows great talent. Coach Moses is saying boo. Why you don't like? Why you don't? No, like that was D. me that said boo. You don't oh, like Obama not is saying boo. Okay. Why? He should have came to Chicago in 2010. Okay, okay. I respect that. That's the same thing as Isaiah I respect Thomas. That. You know what I'm saying? You go against the home team, team you sound like you played child support since yeah. 2010. I ain't never. 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 You're not getting the money back. Never. <laughs> it's over with. Bombs. <laughs> Mike always coming at my head, man. I got your I, I just, I don't come at nobody here. No I just, the, that's the way I think. Like no I told problem. my father the first time I met him. I'm talking about strictly I basketball. Like, nigga, I think you should have came here. You called like, me my birthday. I'm like, nigga, you 30 birthdays late, motherfucker. What the fuck? I mean, I, you know what? I'm neutral with D-Wade. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't – like, I, I think he's a great player, definitely Hall of Fame player. But, you know, it didn't – he was in Miami. You know what I'm saying? And Miami and Chicago, they didn't really – you know, they didn't really have nothing going. So – for him to be a Chicago dude and what he was doing down there, I definitely appreciate it. You know, I thought the whole, you know, Dade County, Wade County thing, I thought that was a dope play on words. You know what I'm saying? And he ran South Beach like he was the man. And he did that, and nobody really, like, if you look at it and think about it, nobody really gave D-Wade at that position. Nobody really gave D-Wade the props that he deserved. He was always more like, like an afterthought. You know what I'm saying? And he still won championships without LeBron. You know, he he won championships with LeBron, with Shaq. He was the man on that team, man. So, and, and now that he's in Chicago, I love him because he's, you know, he's helping Jimmy Butler take that next step. And I know a Lemonade. lot of guys in Chicago don't yeah. like Jimmy Butler at all. I don't understand that. But, you know, without without D-Wade, I think Jimmy Butler don't pick his game up to that next notch because now he got a dude next to him that's a bona fide superstar Hall of Famer. That's causing him to elevate his level. Like every time he has a great game, he always say, "Man, I can't let D Wade down." I glad so, you, I'm glad you brought I that up. That. 
Coach Moses is the biggest Jimmy Butler hater, period. I don't understand. And I'm number two. He's from the West you Side. West Why? Side. I'm not the biggest uh, Jimmy Butler hater. No. He is. No. He, Hollywood. No. <laughs> but I didn't give him that name, though. I'm just, you know, going Because he hang out with Mark Wahlberg. I don't understand it. That ain't why I don't hate him. All right. Okay. It has nothing to do with anything off the court. All right. Okay. Now, my thing with Jimmy Butler, and, yeah, I think D-Wade being here has helped Jimmy a lot. Um, from a mental approach to the to the game. Um, secondly, my thing with Jimmy Butler, it's the fans that I hate when it comes to Jimmy Butler because they already and I think BC we I think we talked about this on time when I named like the ten best players in NBA. Right. And I and I said the reason why because fans want to automatically put him into that elite category like LeBron then Jimmy, and to me I don't think he's elite yet. I think he's a very good player. I think he's an all-star. I think pretty much without him, the Bulls would be worse than they are now. Kylie from the Sun-Times said something different the other day. Look, man. What did Kylie from the Sun-Times say? He's the second best player since Michael Jordan. Look. In the Bulls, you know First of all. Derek Martell Rose, huh? I'll Joe Kylie, right? Yeah. Look, I'll Colonist, say your, your peer. What were you about to say, Art? I got it. This, this is my whole opinion. I, I think Jimmy Butler. Good young player, he's improving every year. But I think to be in that top five, top seven conversation, you have to be a high impact player. And I don't think he's there yet to the point where he can do it consistently every night. Like, I mean, you can't compare people to Westbrook and people like that. Like, but you got to think like players like Chris Paul, they impact the game every single night. Like every single night they go out there, they're doing something to impact the outcome of the game. I think Jimmy Butler is trying to figure that out, and I think his success. It's really harped on hard work. You see what I'm saying? I think people should appreciate that, that he works extremely hard. But I just I just feel like he got to get to that point where it's just like I'm impacting the game like on another level every night or most nights. You see what I'm saying? I just think that like if you look at Jimmy Butler's numbers, like I, I got a fantasy league and I always look at numbers. Jimmy Butler, I have a great week and then he'll have a bad week. Right now he's having a bad week. Oh, yeah, averages will look good. <laughs> oh, yeah, averages well, look good. See, that's the problem. First, I'll say this. I always say this. Fans are dumb, so I don't really listen to nothing that they got to say. Um, as for Joe Cali, Joe Cali got an agenda. We already know that. Um, but if you if you reduce everything to a number, I think that's the most impersonal thing that you can do. And it 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 warps what it is that you see, right? Because if you evaluate everything based on the number, that means you got some sort of invisible or mythical standard that you're holding somebody to. Man, take this nigga dog y'all taping him? And if they you don't, you know, if they don't, if don't, they don't hit this number or you're, whatever. You're one of the biggest haters of Jimmy Butler also, so don't, don't You don't try. like Jimmy Butler either? Hell no, you don't like him. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Hell, motherfucking no. He trying to be PC for you and shit. Oh, Fuck man. all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He don't like him either. <laughs> I, I like this play on words because he that journalist shit just came out. He was using some big... Intricate words there. Fuck y'all think I would because I'm with the Harper. But listen, I'm gonna say this: basketball is about two things: confidence and being in shape. His confidence has risen like really above anything in the last week when he had to play of the week. He averaged 38 points last week, so that's big. Right. He he was sick the other night. Give him that. I just want him to show up against. The threes on him. When 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 Melo was laughing in his face and, and after, after the game after Derek hit the shot and then LeBron come back and hit the shot in his face, this and that, 
All right, this show up against those top players at your same position. All right, you gave uh, DeRozan the 50 last year, right? He yeah, did. Yeah, he did. But the Rosen is supposed to be good, but he, he there's, there's really like no. I, I really say the NBA, and I told you this the other day, is a really glorified, paid AAU league right now. Definitely. Because nobody's really like everybody's friends, everybody's Snapchatting. I hate that this shit. Fucking <laughs> Westbrook too. is dancing with his the, the backup before the game, like they Ronnie and Bobby. Did y'all what see the Denzel fuck? Valentine dance? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. What are you doing? I, <laughs> Did you see what Listen. John Wall said to him? though? No. What is, he was like, "You just woke up a monster." Yeah, yeah. And and and, 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 yeah. and the thing is, like, it used to be really personal, like personal. When you seen Dominique and Michael Jordan going at it, that was personal. When you seen Michael Jordan going at it at Akeem, that was personal. That was like like they, they it was groupies then too. Yeah. And Juanita was a groupie. Juanita had shared. Been shared around with Reddy Thiers and Elijah Wan. And Michael Jordan was like, This is my wife now, so I gotta I gotta put it on y'all. I know I hear the stories. <laughs> I hear the stories. I gotta I mean like this this shit is real. Like now they they just well, Mike, Inst- Instagram all the bros now. You know what I'm is, saying? It's a different era, you know what I'm saying? Like we didn't have AAU coming up, right? So yeah. you know, I hated the nigga down the street. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because he went to another school. Couldn't right? talk to him. Right. We didn't, we didn't even, even fuck with him. We ain't cool. You know what I'm saying? But not everybody friends. So we're in a different era, right? So you kind of got to evaluate it a little bit differently. So, Coach, you can co-sign on this. Everything in, in, in NBA basketball is about getting to your spot. Get to your spot. You work your number. So with, and with respect to Jimmy Butler, I think as far as talent-wise, he's maxed out. He's not going to get any better than what he is. Yeah. So what he's doing now is he's figuring out where he can operate best on the floor, how he can get there, and he really and truly just trying to make those shots. So from a basketball standpoint, I don't really have a problem with what he's doing. He's really on a shitty team. The Bulls are a very <coughs> shitty run organization. And so True. it's not really much that you can expect from a team aspect because they're not going anywhere. So really and truly, you have to evaluate Jimmy Butler on what he's doing as, a, as an individual. And, you know, we got to get out of this mindset of championship or nothing. Man, we ain't won a championship around here in 20 years. Why the yeah. trade rumors for Jimmy? You know what? I don't know, man. I think that's... Consistent trade rumors. I mean... Because they know he's going to get worse before he get better. I don't think he's going to get worse. But I think, I think you know, with the Bulls, the Bulls don't really have a plan, right? And somebody has to be the scapegoat. And I think a lot of the Jimmy Butler stuff has a lot to do with Fred Hoiberg, who I think is an absolutely horrible coach. Garbage. But Bombs! A yes, man. Yeah. And they're not going to pay another guy to leave, right? Right. And Jimmy Butler has said he don't really give a shit about Hoiberg and nothing that he's talking about. And Hoiberg is, is not – he's not confrontational. He's not in your face. And you know he don't even wear a tie. No, nah, they don't. They don't, they don't have fuck. no respect for him in that locker room, right? Yeah. So all you gotta do would, is watch they, the huddles and the timeout. Yeah, they would. They they will get rid of a player before they pay another coach to leave, right? So, you, you, so you're saying I watch a motherfucker with his phone looking for Pokemon during the timeout. <laughs> 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 like what the fuck? So you're saying you're saying that um, there's no respect for Hoiberg. <laughs> period. No. None of the players. Nobody. Nobody. None. Watch the timeout. You'll see it. And I'm going to tell you Just this. Watch the timeout. I mean, who are they respecting? And I want both of them down here. Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade and Rajon Rondo. Yeah. Bingo. And, and Rajon and Jimmy are not getting along 
at all right now because Jimmy wants the ball and Rondo wants to – he needs the ball to, to facilitate. I was going to ask that. What's they, going on with Rondo and, right and, now? They're they not getting along oh, at all. A, want, that's the voice of Mighty White. I want to comment on that. I think this is my whole thing. Pull it up. I, I talk. I talk to. I talk to Maul all the time about Rondo because, like, since the since the season started, I didn't like Rondo because I, I feel like been in the league eleven years, he still haven't figured out how to score. So I don't. I don't. I don't think that. I don't care how gifted of a facilitator you are. If you can't score, nobody's going to respect you. I disagree with that. Only thing is, Rondo is a like a. He's like a. He scores when he. You can shoot break down or whatever. He can't shoot a jump shot. No. And I take that person because I couldn't shoot either, but I could assist the ball. Right. I could get you to mm-hmm. where you it's your your soft spot, your sweet right. spot. Right. You know what I mean? But the thing is, Rondo is a prima donna. You see him. I he, don't and, and, and that's why he Unless didn't work he has out shooters, he's with, ineffective. With Boston, because him and Ray um, unless him, he has shooters, he's ineffective. Yeah. Like he's Ray Allen is an asshole. That's a totally different Yeah, subject. but both of them were. Yeah. And they, and they wasn't working. But see, Rondo was from Louisville, Kentucky, right? Yeah. And he got a totally different attitude. He not trying to hit none of that shit you talking about, Ray Allen. I don't go somewhere with that. He don't care. So Rondo, I mean, Ray Allen always walked around with the, I'm um, Jesus Shuttleworth. That's right, shit. right, right. And Rondo wasn't going. Yeah. So that's why they didn't get along. Yeah. But I don't think he's a prima donna. And I don't think you have to be a great scorer to be a great basketball player. I think Rondo has a. In the NBA? A, no, he's he's brilliant as far as like a basketball player. I get that. He has a great mind. I get but that. I agree with what you said. I'm, you I'm have to have to the right people effective. around him for him to be effective. Right, to, for him yeah. to be effective. He's you, never you gonna score. Shooters. He's never. But you ain't never seen nobody at that height of that size rebound the ball the way he do, get assist the way he do. And before he blew his ACL, he was locking niggas down. He was. He was. Yeah, so he I was. I mean, Rondo got he got good attributes. Don't get me wrong. You know what I mean? Like he's you said, bad he could he could rebound. He could, you know he could he can get to the hole sometimes. And you know he stick deep. Well, not, not not no more. He used to stick great defense. I give you that. But in this league, like I used to call him the guy that passed the Hall of Famers on a regular basis. <laughs> That's what I used to call him. And the reason why I say that is because. They had a system in Boston where they could spread the floor. Everybody could shoot. So yeah. he could he could work his magic, get everybody to their sweet spots, and they could shoot. But when you on a team with all ball handlers, Dwayne Wade is a ball handler. Jimmy Butler's a ball handler. I mean, he he was also on a team with three Hall of Famers, man. That, that, yeah, that, so that, that it, makes it makes it easy. So, easy. Right. So my whole thing is when I look at his game, I'm just like, man, if you ain't got a bunch of shooters that you can pass to, it don't look that good. It don't look good. And if you got a shooter. He got coach, Doug McDermott. Hey, oh, if right. you don't get your mirror tits, turn around and face the corner. <laughs> and if you got a shitty coach, that ain't gonna work. One That's thing about it. Derrick Rose, he's competitive as hell. So at every level, I've always put in his head about a challenge. It was OJ Mayo at first. It was like he first time he came in the barbershop. I like Derrick, the whole barbershop saying OJ Mayo better than you. He, he got you. He was like he don't think he got me in his age. He older than me. Yeah. The next year. I'm texting him. He at Memphis. I was like, man, what's this I hear about you, uh, DJ Mate, uh, uh, DJ Augustine, fucking you up over the summer, giving you 40. Guess what he told me? Don't worry about it. Ten minutes before the game started, he was like, Channel 2, CBS. You watching? (laughs) Damn. He fucked them up. That was to go to the Final Four. They beat UCLA. So then it was Rondo. Was next up. I was like, man, they talking about Rondo. 
really got you. You know what he told me? He texted me, I promise to God, this, this is the last great text I got from him. He was like, your boy is mine. Because this is the last, this is like the third game from the playoffs. And it like he was like, I'm fucking him up tonight. I was like, well, all right, I'm, I'm going to see. After the game, he was like, what you think? I was like, hey, man, ain't that rookie of the year. Hey, man, that's the one thing I love about Derek, man. Derek, people think he, they got the wrong perception of that boy right yeah. there, man. Derek is straight up killer. Yeah, and he, and he keeps quiet about all his shit. Like, only one player he had a real, real deep down dislike, sinister Evan Turner. dislike for it. Evan, Evan Turner. Turner. He hated him. And that's because Evan Turner used to say shit about him. And, like, uh, we went to the Simeon's St. Joe's game at Northwestern when he was a senior in high school. And Evan Turner said the shit out of He was like, well, I'll play Derrick Rose tonight. I don't know why he should be the player of the year, if y'all thinking that. So I was like, damn. <laughs> so a few weeks later, they played for the to go down state. He's like, man, I'm going to fuck him up. But Derrick just was facilitating because he got in foul trouble. That's the game he had seven points or something like yeah, that? He, yeah. yeah, he had seven points. But he 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 was diming the shit out of him. And so they concentrated so much on Derek. You know how they say he's slow at this and that. I even put a post up yesterday. Derek didn't come to the game against. New uh, yeah, yeah, because he thought Obama's speech was the night before this and that. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to do that because. You know, I you know yeah. we talked before. You know what I'm saying? So you know, I got the call. Go ahead, Mike. Do your thing. So the thing is, they don't really know like the competitiveness in pro basketball goes way back. Yeah, like Rondo really wanted to go to Louisville, but they are saying Sebastian Telfair. Oh, and he I... sat in the office and cried because Rick Pitino told him. I don't need you. I got Sebastian coming. Can so I tell y'all the Rondo, Sebastian Telfest story? Go. This is probably the greatest shit ever, man. So, Donald's All-American game. Got to the mic. My bad. Rondo was, Rondo and Sebastian Telfest was there. Yeah. That week of practice. Yeah. Rajon Rondo shut Sebastian Telfair ass down. Yeah. Like, took it personal. Like, came there for that. Yeah. To do that. Yeah. To shut him down. Because he wanted to go to Louisville. Killed him. I'm talking about it was bad. Bad, bad, bad. And that's the reason. My homie from Nike actually told me this story. He said that's the reason when Rondo got to the league, he decided to sign him. Because he watched them practices. And Telfair was coming in. He had the documentary people following him. Yeah. He already had the Adidas deal in high yeah. school. Yeah. And he was like, man, I watched Rajon Rondo Getting this, I'm talking about get all the way up in his ass. And it wasn't nothing he could do yeah. that entire week of practice. He's like, I respected that kid from that day forward, and that's why I signed him. I, I said that it's like that in everything in life. No matter what, it's always somebody versus somebody. Like, go ahead and text, who was y'all rival? Lane. No, nah, it wasn't Lane. What was it? You went to Gordon Tech? Yeah. Okay. Gordon Tech in the, rival was In who? the Catholic League, it was, it was Weber. But in the neighborhood, it was St. Pat's. And wow. Reggie, it was all the way off. Your rival was who? It was cool. The high school you went to. We ain't had no rival, man. We sold drugs, bro. <laughs> what high school was that? <laughs> you went to all girls' school. We went to, I went to. I went to Harlem, man. <laughs> 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 
They don't have no juice. We was into it with everybody else. They went into it with us. You McDonald's on 95th Street. Might as well last year. Yeah, Maxwell. Your rival was who? Phillips. Phillips and King. Where you go to high school? Dunbar. Dunbar, okay. Dunbar, yeah. Yeah, my man Jason Straight. Hey, he well, killed yeah, us my senior year. Straight, he, come on, two thousand. He way after me. He did yeah. two thousand. He, he came out in ninety seven. So he he, yeah. he come out in ninety four. He was. I came, oh, yeah. out, I came out ninety two. Okay. Ninety two. He was good, man. He was good. Yeah. Um, I went to Thornridge, Thornwood. I'm sorry, uh, Thornton was our number one. Thornton, yeah, like, right. yeah. All them Harvey motherfuckers. Okay, mad as hell that y'all over there. It's, it's like a, yeah. a, just yeah, a, a footlocker separate y'all. Yeah, <laughs> basically. And I'm glad you brought that up. Um, who was your rival in in high school? Like what chick? Like like you really couldn't. Stand. I didn't have a rival. No Where'd chicks? you go to high school? No, Morgan Park. Morgan Park. Mm-hmm. You didn't have no rivals. No. You weren't popping. You weren't lit. <laughs> you had to be lit. Like you had to be mm-hmm. scared to like walk down the hall like once and just be like, I can't stand that bitch ass. I no. Fuck I had that people bitch. that I didn't like, but oh, I don't she consider them for the next six weeks. I don't consider them my rivals. <laughs> it's not like they was intimidating or nothing. All right. And what Damn. I'm gonna do is I'm about to go around the room. We're going to stay with basketball, All right. but I want everybody to give me their top three sneaker of all fucking time. I only know one sneaker. You're, you got time to take a look <laughs> and Google right quick. Yeah, by the time we get around to you. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Your top three basketball sneaker. Sneaker period. Sneaker period. Gym shoe, yeah. I period. Since, we t- since you said, you know, you worked at Slam, because you know- you just don't look at Slam Magazine for the editorials. Right, no. You look and see what new sneakers was coming out before the old internet popped off and everything. You saw what, shit, this is what the fuck I wanted we to wear. We're the only publication in the game that ever had a whole entire magazine devoted to nothing but sneakers. Right. Yeah. And Thanks. the thing about it is, you know, I'm from the era where, me and Mike are from the era where we used to be in awe of seeing which NBA player had on which sneaker, and we had to go out there and go get it. You know what I'm saying? We had to go out there. We wanted that sneaker. We say we was, we was gonna go get it, even though my mama couldn't afford it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We, you know, we had to get that sneaker. Period. Nigga, Tim Hardaway wore twelve when he came home with them Adidas and them foams. Nobody wore twelve but me at the time. That was on his porch. <laughs> and Bug blessed you. And I had I had seven pair of motherfucking Adidas foams. Yeah. My favorite gym shoe. Yes. All right. So. For me, this is easy. Uh-oh. Uh, number, Uh-oh. One, number one all time, this is still my favorite shoe ever to this day, is the Air Jordan 3. I think that's- 88. 88. That's the, that's the only shoe that you can wear with anything. Why? Anything. anything. Uh, number two for me- The Air Jordan 3. Air okay. Jordan 3. The dunk contest here in Chicago. First of all, that's the- With the, the snake one, skin yeah. on the front. Dunk contest. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Elephant print. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He had the jump man on the tongue. Like, that, that shoe was cold. Uh, number two, me would probably be the Air Jordan Eleven, uh, with the patent leather all the way around. I thought that was just yeah, slick. You yeah, had yeah, niggas wearing that shit to prom. Yeah, shout out to Carl Harris <laughs> at thirty eight years old was walking through the plaza with a matching jacket. Goddamn drug dealer. <laughs> Bombs. <laughs> and my third favorite favorite shoe of all time is uh, Allen Iverson by Question Red Toe. Really? Yeah. Man, why hand class for this man? Because them three good that, shoes. I mean, first of all, Allen Iverson, man. Allen Iverson was. I mean, come on, man. That's 
that's AI. You know what I'm saying? Like he was an icon. Like you like you know I said about Penny, you know, as far as like in the shoes, man, there's nobody that affected basketball outside of Michael Jordan than Allen Iverson. Did His you like rules change? He he had like four rules changed for him. Yeah. One was the dressing. One was the palm of the ball for the crossover. Mm-hmm. Uh the other one was uh what? The, the what was the other one? Uh, shit. The, I wish it was the oh, corn. No, I wish it was the cornrows. Shit, he had he had everybody wearing their hair in cornrows. Yeah, he had everybody tattoos. getting tattoos. Yeah, he had everybody cutting the sleeves off their fucking t-shirts. No, no, no. What was the other one? The, oh, the, the sleeve. Uh, yeah, the sleeve. The sleeve. Yeah, everybody wearing the sleeve. Were you a Reebok fan before such? Uh, not really. You know what I'm saying? Like I lived in the South, man. So you know we was about a couple hours away from New Orleans. So everybody had them soldier Reeboks. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Them shits was like forty five dollars. Yeah. So everybody had forty five dollars to go get them pair of soldiers. But that was it. But other than that, now nah, I wasn't really, really a big Re- Reebok fan. Okay. Art. Your top three. My top three. I had to research this, man. This also I'm, shows your age. I'm a, too. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh. My favorite is Ed Jordan 8's, the Bugs Bunny joints. Yeah. I love them joints. Okay. Uh, my second ones is Air Force Ones, man. I feel like that's like classic. You can't go wrong with that. Is that, is that Nelly influence or like? Probably. That might, that might be Pimp Juice. Jazz. That might be Pimp Juice. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, okay. The only nigga ever hooped in that shit was Rashid, man. Yeah. Ros- Roscoe, one of my favorite yeah. players of all time. But we talking about hooping shoes or we just talking about no, sneakers no, shoes, in general? Oh, right. Okay, sneakers, okay, right. Okay, Air Force okay. One. You on three? It could be It could be, It could could be. be a mixture of both. Go yeah. ahead. Though. Yeah, I can't. Air Force One's in my top three. Yeah. Like, I wore them shits my whole life. Um, Then I'm going to go with Jordan 12s, man. It's like the flu game joints. Mm. And my third, man. I love the flu games. Yeah. Okay. Every time they come out, I cop, I, I cop the 12. Okay. Coach Moses. Uh, I'm going to go with one, uh, Rachis. Mm. Um, hmm. Who used to wear wait, the white ones? The 5-5 five, five, five ones. Yeah. I, I like yeah. those. <laughs> that, 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 that broke my heart to see them niggas lose. That's that your number there. one or your number That's three? That's number one. Okay. Um, number two, I'm going to go with the uh, Air Jordan 11s, but I think he came out with the Carolina white blue ones. Yeah. I like those. I had those in high school. Yeah. Um, and my third one, y'all remember the um the Barkley? You had the commercial where I'm not yeah. Oh, yeah, with the strap. With the yeah. strap. Yeah. He slapped the ball in the commercial. Yeah. yeah those are that's I think the five five played it in, in, in the second finals with those with the all black. They made me go buy them. I hated the <laughs> I hated the five five, but I went and got them shoes. Yeah. yeah. I went and got them shoes. And I got Yellow unis. I hate it. Hey. Like it's funny because the 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 five five. I'm a huge Duke fan. Oh, so when I when I rocked the Harachis, I came to school in them. All my homies gave me they gave me shit. <laughs> Obama is like I got a friend now. I got a real yeah, friend boy. now with Duke. Coach Moses. Duke, I hate you niggas, Duck Fook. Turn it up, turn it up, baby, turn it up. Enjoy this podcast, ladies. Ladies, this podcast is the one that'll make your man like really. Do something nice for you. Like, do something nice. Like, like I ain't talking about eat the booties like groceries. He should be doing that every month when he ain't got the rent on time. Oh, <laughs> I'm talking about like get you a nice person. Go ahead, Obama. Uh, yeah. What would a show be without my jokes, man? Come on, get man. Offended. Uh, <laughs> my third favorite shoe is probably the the Shaq Reebok. 
Shaq Gnosis, I think they was called. What? Mm. The yeah. epilepsy shoe. I yeah. can see you with that on. I yeah. can see you. I, yeah. I see I see you. You my, got something similar, similar to it right now. In my, uh, <laughs> in my, uh, <laughs> hey, that's your, that's your last one, Michael. We gonna fight. But, uh, <laughs> but my second favorite is the uh, Jordan Speaking 11s. You listen oh, hard, though. Everybody's taking my answers. And my, and my number one is the first pair of mics that I bought with my own money is the Jordan uh, Jordan 12s. My man earned his own money. That's my number one. Okay. okay. And fuck Special Mike, by the way. And fuck Mike, by the way. <laughs> Brittany? <laughs> Coach Moses sold two of my answers. Go ahead. Say it. Go but ahead. I really like 11s. I really like Harachis. And then I also like 6s. She got on Harachis right now, the low style. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they not run over, turning sideways like the thought bitch I seen her earlier. She got a... <laughs> They was so run over. She had to lay down and put them motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> My white ones are pretty she bad. She been running all day. It's been raining, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> been doing new edition case daddy rain moves and those. What the fuck? I like the uh. What's your t- number one Magic Mike? Air Force Ones. Okay. There we go. That's the Chicago staple. Yeah, yeah, that's the Air Force Ones. All right. Uh, the Jordan Ones. Period. Y'all know I I, I fuck with them real heavy. And uh, I just started doing that like two or three years ago. And the 88s, the threes, the Jordan three? threes. Okay. The Jordan threes. Okay. Brian Crawford. Okay, my threes. Yeah. Arthur, um, Coach Moses, Obama Nadi, Jugs, uh, Magic Mike. Nobody said Adidas. He's salty. I know. He's salty. Oh, man. Piss the fuck off. Uh, He's yeah, salty. Fuck yeah. everybody. The podcast is over. Mighty Whitey. I just, I just, I just noticed he Adidas head to toe. Yeah. What's some, uh, what's some uh, too early African-American shit on for... Uh, he had this bullshit on. Hey, look. They should be suing Adidas for this shit. Just they just to see you that shit, boy, you gonna be broke than a motherfucker. I thought it was Gucci. Yeah. No, that's Nushi. But Mike, Mike. Nushi. I'm around this man, what, about five days a week, right? Yeah. I think he's out of shit just because yeah, like he's yeah. just coming yeah, with some DMC wild fan? shit. When man. he walked in the I'm shop, a three striper. When okay. he walked in the shop with them motherfucking Adidas on with the wings on them, I only seen two people with them shoes on. Oh, the him Travis, uh, the, uh, was it Travis Scott? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I only seen him, Jeremy and, Scott, Jeremy, Jeremy Scott, Scott, my bad. Him, <laughs> him, him and Leon Rodgers with them on. So you know me and you Leon Rodgers. You got the Teddy Bear shits too. I didn't get those. No, okay, I, I didn't right. go that far, bro. I called Leon Rogers when I had a fresh pair of Air Ones on. I was like, nigga, them shoes ain't shit. <laughs> you must wait for a mattress company with them motherfuckers on. My top three shoes um, always will be Adidas Forms. I don't care. That's it's an Adidas staple. You have to have an Adidas Forms. Period. This used to play. They used to play basketball in, in these mm-hmm. in the eighties. Yeah. My number two favorite shoe. Um. Basketball wise, I'm gonna go off the off the meet. I'm going back to my childhood. Converse weapons. Okay, I love those shoes, especially the Bernard Kings and uh, um, Mark Aguirre's when they had the green and white ones and everything. I was one of those persons that was that loved the green and white shoes. I mean, the uh, uh, that you know, usually the, the the shoes is like white and then the color. Yeah. Right, right. White's the dominant color. Or whatever, but I like the ones where the Magic Johnsons, you know what I'm saying? With, yeah. With, with and those. I got a pair of those right now at my station in my drawer because the, a dude tried the to tell yellows? me Magic Johnson. Like that Magic Magic Mike, nigga, where you think that's my daddy? 
I understand. And the old boy ain't my my brother though. But listen, EJ. That's, <laughs> that's some other shit. Ain't clam, you ain't gonna claim EJ, huh? <laughs> no, we, we we just not fucking around. I get him, coach, get Moses. him. I heard you, but you got a rock hat on though. We, we, I can't fuck with you. Rock ninety six. Listen, let me my, let me get my third one. Go ahead. My third favorite gym shoe, and I hate to say this, I despise the, this whole shoe company and everything, but. It's a tie between the Alpha Force and the. Uh, um, you remember the, the, the. You remember the. Let me see if you remember these. these both of y'all remember these. These are. It was high top Nikes had the dot in the middle. That was a one eighty shoe, right? Yeah. One half a Nike sign. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That was the one eighty shoe. Yeah. Cause like Barkley used to wear them as the red, yeah. white, and blue ones. Yeah. We talking about 87, 88 Barkley. I know yeah. what you're talking about. Coach, you know what I'm talking about? Those were some ill shoes. I had a pair of those. Wow. So it wasn't always Adidas the whole time there, Art. I had a pair of those Nikes. God blessed me and said, come on to the light of Adidas <laughs> and become a three-striper. I'm a big fan of, of sneakers. I, I, I really am. I'm, I, I love gym shoes. I don't care about getting old and, you know, niggas my age want to wear, you no know, uh, 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 they, niggas our age want to wear them, them dob hats and, and, and uh, uh, I'm not Oh the stepping shit, shit. Yeah, Oh yeah that yeah. stepping shit You know yeah. niggas would get the old yeah. And everything I'm like nigga I'm finna I'll Missing be, I'm gonna be 60 years old with old shit. <laughs> I'm gonna be 60 years old With a polo Step shirt on And a pair of Adidas I'm just I'm just yeah. being honest with you And I'm gonna tell you And you know who set the Set the tone for that Russell Yeah he did yeah. He did Russell Simmons He, he, he was wearing that uh, I'm he, surprised he, you didn't say shell toes I'm surprised about that I can't fit them Really? They don't fit good on my feet because I got a wide foot. I'm not going to lie to you. I got a pair of shell toes, all white, and I got a blue Adidas jacket with white stripes. You're undercover. And I, I no, 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 no. What I, what I, what I seen you the other day? What'd you say? You're a run DMC fan. Come on. And what I seen you? The picture of you and Jam Master J. I, I, Jam Master J signed my shirt, and he said, to Magic Mike, thanks for the cut. I ain't forgot you. So when he's when he did that, he pulled out my Stories card because I had cut his hair. Story. I went down to the Marriott. My boy we used to be the, the bellhop down there. He said, man, I, Jam Master J need a haircut. You think if you come down there and cut him? When I hung up the phone, I was there. He was like, yeah, <laughs> damn. <laughs> hey, man, hey, you so didn't you even was, say. You was Drew before Drew. Yeah. So so when when he, uh, I walked in the room, he was like, look. What's your name? I'm like, I'm Mike, man. He's like, all right, good. Let me roll up these two blunts. I got a little slim about to pull up in a minute. But uh, if she pull up or whatever, I'm going to have to get the door. I was like, no word, you know what I'm saying? And we had the greatest conversation ever. Nigga, he gave me the conversation about Tupac boy. They got killed, big stretch. Yeah. And uh, he, he gave me a story about how he's supposed to sign Common, but he signed uh, the boy Slam. Da, da, da. Oh, Onyx. Onyx. Onyx, yeah. he signed them because they were some queens. He he said... Uh, Damn, Master J was a street nigga, man. Hey, a lot of people to don't the know that. fullest. Yeah. I want to ask you a question. So when the dude pulled up to the... When the chick came to the door, I knew her because she was fucking with one of the barbers I was working with. Wow. Mike, was this and I never did 50? tell him, huh? Before he signed 50? Listen. So, old girl, my, my man, I'm like, man, old girl told me she seen you, you was down there cutting Jeremiah's J hair. She was in the room, this and that. 
Why you didn't tell me? I was like, yeah, I was jamming. I said, Jay, nigga, I just work with you. <laughs> like, right, right. Hey, this, this, this is my brother. He like, I feel like this is my great uncle or something. So he was like, I got a dude that's finna come out. He gonna take the industry by storm. He should be out in about two months. Name 50 Cent. Nigga, when, he, when the 50 Cent hit, I was like, damn. But then once I got that autograph, 50 blew. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I seen him later on, and he, right. and he, and he jammed. I said, "JD, the coldest shit ever." That's why I bought the shoes and the jacket. Okay. Cause he was like, "I like, man, I'm Mike." He was like, "I know who you are." He pulled out his wallet. He said, "I got your card." That's when I had my card with my hat to the back and all that shit. Yeah. My, my Timberland boots on and shit. He was like, "I still want to do something with you and my man out of Queens with the barbershop shit." I was like. Damn. And clap was the hell that I like that's wow. that's one shirt that you could not fuck with. Right. Like is 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 like you I might fuck you unless you sleep in my Dallas Cowboy shirt with my last name on the back to say eighty eight. You might get that. <laughs> but you can't sleep with that Run DMC shirt with the Adidas and Jam Master J and Ron and DMC autograph on it. You okay. cannot sleep in that. That's why I sent that to you because I'm official. Like I, I don't be lying on here. I tell you Authentic stories and real shit that I've been through. Yeah, he that's missed, why we he, he started missed, the podcast. He missed the story cue. Um, okay, let's, let's let's switch it up for a second. Worst shoe and worst NBA player. Start with you. Me, Michael Walton. Worst shoe has to be the uh, the worst shoe ever. The worst, worst gym, basketball gym shoe ever that you've ever seen. The kangaroo. The kangaroo shoe. Remember the bullshit. Who used ass? to wear those? Uh, I, don't, I can't remember. Who used to wear them, but the worst yeah. player ever? Clyde Drexler used to wear kangaroos. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. The, 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 the knockoff Michael Jordan. He, he did everything like either <laughs> wait, right thought, after Michael Jordan wait, or right I thought before. Clyde wore a Via. No, no. Clyde, this was, he, he we talking about Clyde. for a second. Yeah. We talking about Clyde in 83. 83. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. Clyde in 83, 84 wore kangaroos. Wow. Uh, gym shoes. Shit, I guess that fit, though. He worst player ever? Worst player ever. Honestly. Honestly. I'm, 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 I'll, I'll hold no nothing back, and I gotta t- I gotta say it. <laughs> Granville Waiters. Granville Waiters. Okay. From wow. the Bulls. Yeah. Remember he had the ball shit in the, in the middle down the he middle. He had the George Jefferson. And and he looked like he was only 24 years old. <laughs> and the, your boy the, was talking shit about him. What's his name? The Jim millennials. Like, the millennials over there. Like, well, who the fuck is Granville yeah, Waiters? Yeah, yeah. Y'all, like, still in, y'all was still in Nutville. Balls. <laughs> 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 Zuck's funny. Worst gym shoe ever. Um, I have no idea. But I'm going to say the worst gym shoe I ever saw was... Don't say no shoe from Dots. Whatever <laughs> that shoe that was that Steph Curry just had. Oh, the low top? Yeah. Hey. Whatever, whatever that looked like that uh, white person barbecue shoe. Yeah. Boss! Hand class for that. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, the orthopedic shoe. Yeah. That was- <laughs> and I, I have nothing for worst player. I don't... I don't know. What do you play when you play on 2K? What do you play with? Uh, depends on what year 2K I'm playing with. What's your team? I I like to play with the Spurs, to be honest. Who's the worst player on the Spurs? I don't know. Somebody you never put in. Uh, shit, I don't know. I Michael leave it Brown with who they start with. <laughs> <laughs> I leave the starters you know, in You know who they be putting players in? You be like, who the fuck is this nigga? Right. <laughs> I, I remember one time, nigga, they put in a nigga... <laughs> And it was my daddy name. He <laughs> was Larry Spill. I was like, what the fuck is he doing, nigga? Son, time out. <laughs> Obamanati. 
Worst shoe. Worst, worst shoe, shoe and worst player. Probably James Harden first shoe with Adidas. Probably mm. the worst shoe I've ever seen. Fuck off. Or them first mics. Them motherfuckers was ugly too. Mm. And the worst player is probably Jay Williams from Duke. Nah, I can rock with that. Can I just name the ugliest player? Jay Williams from Duke? Yeah. Probably we'll the worst player. That okay. won the MVP? No. I mean, won rookie of the year? He ain't win rookie of the year. Jay Williams from Duke? He ain't win Jay Williams might be the dumbest NBA player. He's the dumbest ever. and no, the weakest. No, no, no. He, was... he won the MVP. I mean, no. he won the uh, rookie not, of the year. Not on the Bulls. No, not he didn't. That year. No, not in 2002. Who won the rookie of the year? I think it was Mari Stoudemire that won in 2002. Man, Jay Williams was the shit. No, it wasn't. game. Listen, if he don't get hurt, then we have no Derrick Rose. Well, he got, that but, was like 10 but, years before we came. Right. Because that's how they got Kirk Heinrich the next year. Then they, they just nah, kept Jay Williams and, uh, and Kirk Heinrich played together. Yeah, but, but. No, they didn't play together. They didn't play together? Kirk Heinrich got drafted yeah, yeah, the next yeah. year. Yeah, he was on. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, but yeah. we missed Listen, out on man, LeBron. I watched Jay Williams stop on the dime because he played with. Listen, man, my man Corey used to cut his hair. We used to go down there. Jamal Crawford used to go to work on that nigga. He hate. Listen, exactly because he Jay Williams didn't smoke weed. He wasn't a street dude. He was, he was from New Jersey. Yeah. He was super square. But one thing about it, Eddie Robinson used to come to the barber shop, get his hair lined up, and his sister was so ugly. She looked just like him. She was like six <laughs> five. Bombs. And she was trying like uh, you know approach niggas like you know, that's when the spinning rims was at. Yeah. She used to uh, my right hand of God. She used to park the car in front of the shop. Wheel still spinning. Go they upstairs. Spinning, nigga still spinning. Get her, get her hair done <laughs> and come downstairs to the barbershop and try to, like, you know, get at niggas. My man, I ain't going to say no names, but he works in Parkway Guards right now. I tried to put him on him one night. He's like, man, that's the ugliest bitch in the world. I'm not fucking with her. <laughs> He's like, nigga, I ain't that desperate. <laughs> Fuck her in that Bentley. Now, you got to be super ugly for a nigga to say, Fuck you going. and your Bentley. Right. Only person that had an uglier sister than that was the, the hometown kid, Eddie Curry. Every time I seen her, she had oh. that spaghetti ass. You bogus. Uh, <laughs> nigga, it was like 700 degrees one night. She came in Greek town in the place. I'm like, you had to carry sister, right? She's like, yeah, you know. I was like, she can't get no action when the light come on. <laughs> Ain't nobody <laughs> simulating you, bitch. Oh, oh, she ugly as the motherfucker. Oh, but I'm not real quick. Why oh, Jay wow. Williams though? I just I don't base it off of just like the last bench person as the worst player because they don't they don't get a chance to play. I base it off of his potential. I base it off of you know the hype that was around him. What he did in the game, he was averaging like what nine points or eight points or something, and um, and then I, exactly, and then he got into that dumbass accident. So to me, he's the worst player of all but time. But you like Obama? Next person, go ahead. What does that I, have to do with anything? Because if Jay will did hey, for the boys and Obama, Obama did for any motherfucker. Go this ahead, nigga. Coach Mo. Ah, uh, well, worst shoe. I hate to say it because he my second favorite player behind Jordan was that first Kobe Bryant shoe. Oh, that motherfucker was ugly. Leave. That, was, that, that motherfucker was awesome. The Adidas Kobe? <laughs> yeah, that, Adidas. yeah, that motherfucker. Wait, the very first one. The yeah. foot? Like the, you know, with the, it was black, looked like a space shoe. Oh, that was the second one. Okay, the second one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was then, okay, yeah, yeah. You, you don't have to leave. That, that's, I agree with yeah. you on and that. Then, As an Adidas uh, uh, <laughs> non-official spokesman, I understand. Yeah, I'm going to go with just Bulls player, and the Bulls drafted him, and that's Mark Randall. 
Oh, yeah. I thought he was horrible. From cans. From cans. I yeah, thought he yeah. was horrible. He wasn't shit. Horrible. Yeah. What about Marcus Pfizer, though? I was just thinking about it. You know, he, he a preacher that. now. Slow down. This wasn't that bad. He wasn't that good neither. His ass was garbage. <laughs> <laughs> he balled out. Come on now. He had four at, points a game. At, at Iowa was out? balling, man. Yeah, at Iowa State. Right. He balled no, he out. balled for the Bulls. Come on now. When yeah, he had an opportunity. <laughs> he a preacher now? Yeah, he a preacher now. He got to run to the money, huh? Balls! Run to the money. Why didn't get us that money, boy? All right. Come on, white Jesus. <laughs> get us out of this hole. God damn it. <laughs> Baby mama's at my ass. I'm going to say it's, it's a tie. Uh, like I think like my sophomore year in high school, my pops brought up brought up a, a case of shoes. They was KGs. They weren't Kevin Garnett's. They was Kendall Gill's. Oh, mm. it was awful. It was the boxing shoes? <laughs> yeah, the boxing shoes. <laughs> <laughs> the boxing shoes. They were boxing shoes. You know, like, just tell everybody that Kevin Garnett's. I'm like, nah, right. I can't get away with these. Uh, it was it was a tie between the, the Kendall Gills and the, the first Dwayne Ways. Converse joints. Yeah, them first Dwayne Ways. Yeah, you that couldn't was even, trash. You couldn't even check oh those in skates. They'd be like, keep your shoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Skates. yeah. Go home in the skates. <laughs> Put your shoes in the trash. I'm going to say, when you say worst player, like worst player you ever saw or this generation or what? Period. Whatever okay. your, your choice. Sure that come to my mind. I, I, I look at it, playing time, opportunity and all that. I'm going to say Luke Walton. Mm. Who? Luke, Luke Walton? Walton? Yeah. I mean, there wasn't no expectations for him, but yeah. yeah. But he... he a good enough chance. He was awful. Yeah, that. Awful. Okay. But, but but Michael Wright was a little better than him, but he did now because he like men. Bombs! Right <laughs> yeah. Shit, they found him dead in Brooklyn. Yeah. That, that's wild. Back page. Bought some dick off back page. <laughs> Went out the out. back door. <laughs> 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 uh, for me, worst <laughs> The worst hooper shoe. <laughs> oh man, that's terrible. Go ahead, Brad. My fault, man. Uh, the worst hooping shoe is any foam. Yeah. Any foam shoe is fucking terrible. That shit ain't for shoe. nobody, but unless you were on stage with the Wu Tang and yeah, walking just, back and forth pouring drinks. Yeah, you just going out there to say I got on some foams. Yeah. Uh, the worst basketball player. Um. Fuck it, man. Tony Snell. No. Bum ass nigga. Why? <laughs> what is with you against Tony Snell? Look at me. I am the captain now. Why? I am the captain. Why don't you like Tony Snell? He's fucking trash, man. Yeah. He, he got big suck. feet. He's slow. And that's just, and that's just like, yeah, he's, nah. He's, he loves being in the Milwaukee Buck now. Yeah, because he over there with two two greyhounds. Right. And, and, he, and he just a big old great day. You know how big and clumsy a great day in All is? you gotta do is spot up in that in that corner and yeah. shoot that three. You ever seen a great day when they try to get up when they be like, oh, oh, and yeah. that shit over? <laughs> the mama do, motherfucker. That's Tony, Tony Snell. Snell. Tony Snell look like Lurch, nigga. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Look. Y'all don't know that, like, when you put yourself in the public eye, you, you are a subject to public. You know, scrutiny, yeah. and, and that's just the way it is. And <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want to tell people. As like, like y'all love Obama like this so much, and man, y'all, y'all daddies left y'all, and, and apparently you and your mothers. And, and love Obama. Y'all How you gonna say that in front of Mighty Whitey, man? Crying and shit. It, 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 I'm so sick of him. <laughs> <laughs> he has never lived the struggle we have. He's been <laughs> fucking sheeps in the ass, getting his first piece of pussy from sheeps. <laughs> 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 
shit, man. I'm sick of this shit. I'm I'm holding no like air. All the bitches be like, I'm not taking this in 2017. I'm not holding my tongue at all in 2017. Yeah, I know you. Fuck not. I, and I'm not apologizing for shit. Obama apologized for too much shit. He cried too much. Only picture I like of him is when he's doing like this and he's throwing up the forks. That's the best picture. Oh my god, bangers. Yeah. yeah. But the, oh, he with I, you. I, I, he he kind of sorta when it's uh, convenient. Just a little bit when it's convenient. Yeah, but he went in there with his with his hair as black as a motherfucking uh, funeral car, and uh, like like a, a, a ninety seven black Seville. And he he, he, he like one he of the guys. He ain't one of the guys. Yeah, like like his hair was super black. Yeah, yeah, like a peacoat. Every president go gray. I don't yeah. understand it because he's got shit. <laughs> you see what you see what you got to deal with. You got, shit, you, you got your own plane and a big ass house. No nah, man, see what he, you got to deal with. So though. so he had to he he he. What, what was everybody saying yesterday? He killed uh, Bin Laden. He stopped two wars. My problem with but him. But he also killed uh, Gaddafi. Gaddafi. Yeah, that was he fucked killed up. Gaddafi. Okay, but he he he, he don't mention that though because he can't because it's some shit you can't tell your lady. It, it, it ain't it, it ain't about no side chick shit. Right, they put shit. that on Hillary. Like like you really want to tell it like hey, choppers. I want to see some clean too. Texting uh, Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> she gonna text Samantha. She gonna tell her mom, and then this shit gonna be all out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So some shit gonna worry the shit out you. Um, worst shoe. Ever is it Adidas? No, right. it probably Adidas. should be. Um, those Tim Hardaway's, uh, the X's, the, the, the Malcolm X shoes. No, I got skills, I got skills. The Tim Hardaway with it, would it look like the three things on them? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Those were not good looking shoes. I Shout think. out to Tim. Um, first man to get fired from ESPN while, while he was on the air because. <laughs> That motherfucker was talking. He said he's in the career. That motherfucker ESPN said, "Man, get that nigga off the air." Worst basketball player. <laughs> well, in my, I'm not gonna say worst. I'm gonna say overrated. To me, David Robinson. Wow. What the fuck? David Robinson. Wow. He don't like people that's in shape. That's it. David Robinson had a physique, nigga. I was running up and down, like trying to get like him. Yeah. Trying to be like Mr. Robinson. Two worst players to look at. Who? Who? Okay, Sam Cassell Ooh, yeah. and Chris Bosh. Mm, yeah, he ain't never seen Popeye Jones. No, yeah. I don't know who that is. <laughs> yeah, like he he'll scare you. She like, ain't never seen Tyrone Hill either. No, no. Tyrone Hill. <laughs> Tyrone Hill got the shit slapped out of him by Charles Oakley. Oakley smacked Charles Barkley in, in, at yeah. the '99 CBA. Uh, the, uh, what's the name? Well, Lock with out. the hand of God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And my grandmother used to call Tyrone Corbin that colored boy. Yeah, because he was he used to look blue. Like, we didn't have no HD <laughs> watching TV back then. So DePaul was like, oh, listen, when we were younger, DePaul was the Bulls before Michael Jordan yeah. got here. So, but he used to kill, though. Yeah. Corbin used to kill. Yeah, he, he was like a Jimmy Butler. He worked hard, black as fuck. You remember that year Rod Strickland threw the TV out the window? I was there at DePaul <laughs> with my man Melvin Foster. And he whooped the fucking... What you what you call him, motherfucker? R.A. The R.A. Resident, mm-hmm. resident yeah. assistant. Uh-huh. Because his, he was like, man, my key upstairs with T. Green gone. So he was like, man, I just I just want to get upstairs. So dude got this. I, every night you ball players this. Man, he snatched that motherfucker over the counter, whipped his ass with that motherfucker Christmas tree that was in the lobby. 
and we was trying to stop him, but we we were younger then. Like we was we was. Hey, Rod Sick was from Brooklyn, wasn't he? Brooklyn, yeah. no, no, he's from the Bronx. The Bronx, Bronx yeah. yeah. And and like to this day, like he don't drink right now because he, you know, he, you know, he he's turning up. He's about to be fifty this year, but he he know his shit. Like I bought him in the shop like two years ago on in summer middle of the summer. And all of the little guys came in the shop. They was like, Mike, what's going on? This and that. What? And he was like, man, what's up with them? I'm like, you you good? He's like, I just want to know. Because, you know, I, when he pulled out a razor blade. <laughs> I was oh, like, he's going to give him the buck 50. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? Nigga, you like 46. <laughs> but and he was watching. He was coaching at uh, Kentucky. And he yeah. was telling me about the Puerto Rico shit. He probably pulled it out of his mouth, too. No, no. He, oh, okay. he, he, he pulled it out of his pocket. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's, it's just certain shit that goes along like no matter what you think about the black community basketball unites chicago and i know new york is the mecca of basketball so proclaim but we have some shit here and we go through our shit here and we love this basketball like like we don't even know each other like that but basketball unites us and when we when you say a will bynum turned out the the, the summer league few years ago. Then a few years before him, it was a Paul McPherson. Then a few years after Will Bynum, it was a Sean, uh, uh, Sharon Collins. And, and, you know, them, them type of guys. So, like, basketball here is is better than us. Like, if, it, it's Biggie said it best. Yeah. You, you shoot sling crack rocks or shoot a, got a wicked shoot jump, a jump shot. shot yeah, you know what I'm saying? As a journalist and sports writer, you know about rumors and um, stories. Right. Can you brief? Can you give us some? You want to know? Worst, <clears throat> worst, wor- best story. Best story. Personal story you was involved with. I was involved with. Yeah. Mm. Like, want, like, like, like some shit you. Seen, I want the dirty shits. Like, like some shit you seen firsthand. Like he's like niggas ain't gonna believe this shit here. I've seen firsthand. Craziest thing I've seen firsthand. Hmm. I ain't really seen nothing ridiculous, man. Like I just, you know, I've I've heard some things that have come past me that just made me like Worst rumor. Worst rumor I heard that I couldn't confirm. I heard LeBron um <laughs> smashed a chick on a throne that was made for him. Like strictly for him. Bombs! Like brought in a throne. I heard a lot of things about LeBron. LeBron smashing chicks? Before yeah. he got married, he was. Yeah. 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 But you know, that's what that, that's, that's Allegedly. That the Lakers actually had a room for Magic Johnson. Oh, yeah. But it, it was actually Jamal Wilkes' room at first. So when Silk retired, that's what they called Jamal Wilkes, it became Magic Johnson's room. Actually, yeah. craziest thing I heard was when I found out Juanita was a thot. Yeah. We that was incredible. At, yeah. You when she was at Bennigan's and yeah. all that. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, that was that. That one shocked me. That shocked you? It did actually, cause that, I didn't, you know, I didn't know nothing about Juanita, like as far as like the backstory. Yeah. But like I started hanging around with old niggas, you know, from the league or whatever that was, you know, from that era, or whatever. They used to tell me a lot of stuff about Juanita, man. She would go. Yeah. All all of the, all of their ladies, all of the first wives went. Scotty first wife. Horace Manny first the, wife. The, the one he pistol whipped. Yeah, and uh, Michael Jordan's first wife. All of them was light skinned. All of them was from the south side of Chicago. All of them was, you know, and they got them country boys, and and you know it was used to be heroes then, and they got them niggas down there that had never had, 
sometimes a country boy, like, he ain't never had nothing but his mama good smoke ham hops and greens. And, and he get, get a hold of it. <laughs> he get a hold of the best pussy they ever peed. Bombs! <laughs> Fuck you, mama. So the checks get diverted. Mama, mama money ain't coming the same way it was coming. Right. Because she got a city slicker on her now. Right. And so some chick that's, that's working in a beauty salon, like Horace, she was working in the beauty supply on 63rd and King Drive. And and imagine what she did to that boy from South Carolina. Licked his balls from behind. Man. <laughs> yeah. Kyle, yeah, what's uh, up? Eating ass like groceries has been the shit. <laughs> Go ahead, man. What your bills paid, bitch, don't you? <laughs> balls! Basically, I was wondering, for the Bulls even to even get better, uh, do they have to get rid of the front office? Absolutely. Everybody got to go. Yeah. Well, I, you know what? I won't even say everybody because, you know, I've over the years I've learned that the real problem and the biggest idiot is Gar Foreman. Um, Don't know shit from he's, Yeah, like, like I tell you all a couple stories. Like, for example, um, Jimmy Butler was never scouted by Gar Foreman or anybody from the Bulls. Actually, um, Gar Foreman had a relationship with Jimmy Butler's junior college coach. Yeah. And he the called college, college. He yeah. called he called Gar Foreman and told him after Jimmy's freshman year, like, yo, I got this kid. You might need to check him out. Gar didn't bother until Jimmy got to Marquette, like a senior year. So that was more or less like a favor. Tyus Gibson came the same way. Um that was a that was a call from Tim Floyd. Like, yeah. yo, you need to come, you know, get Ties Gibson, whatever, and Ties end up being the gym. When Gar Foreman actually did draft on his own, he drafted Marcus Teague, sight unseen. He drafted Cameron Barstow. He drafted Tony fucking Snell. Um, and oh, the, the, yeah, it was like you know he's just, he's just a moron. He doesn't he doesn't really know what he's doing. So in order for the Bulls to actually do any, and obviously he hired three coaches. With no coaching experience. I don't think any NBA team has ever done that. And, and who came out the same year as Marcus T in that draft? Who got drafted? That was Draymond Green. Draymond Green. And Derrick Rose told Gar Foreman, don't take Marcus T because he can't play. Told him that. Because drafted Coach him Kyle. anyway. Yeah. It was a Coach Kyle. And that's that's when AD, AD is my man, Inglewood too. That's yeah. when all five of them, that whole starting five when they won the championship, they yeah. all got drafted. Marcus T was the last one. So, yeah. Bulls, they, so, so you, gotta, you gotta think about like shit like this. Like, say you ever see somebody like you know, and they be acting a damn fool. You be like, you all right? But you really say you need your ass beat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's what that's what you really saying. But you gotta ask like y'all in the, y'all in the fantasy drafts, and you be like, are you sure that's who you want to draft? Nigga, are you sure? <laughs> One more time, are you sure? Go back. Right, well, go ahead and draft them there. Go back Just the last three years of NBA drafts and look at the players that Gar Foreman took and the guys he passed up. That's all I gotta say about that. But you know, Draymond what? Green was the worst one though. My man, a Sox fan like me, and you know Jerry Reinsdorf is so loyal. He's a baseball guy first and foremost. Yeah, yeah. To the end. yeah. He said that after he won the six championships. Now I really need a championship in baseball. I was like, I was like, damn. 
Yeah, he don't care nothing Michael about Jordan the Michael Jordan then hung his tongue out and licked every ass in this city. And you say something about the fucking Chicago White Sox. Up there at, at, yeah. at the fucking That's his baby, yeah. But he was, you know, he was a he was a real estate guy. Him and um Steinbrenner was real tight. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, Steinbrenner helped him get the White Sox or whatever. So, so wait, wait, wait. You saying And the bucket boys can't help each other get new buckets. Ain't that some shit? <laughs> we, we ain't shit. <laughs> okay. And <laughs> in, in your opinion, and, and I want everybody else to chime in, the front office and why don't everybody else take the cue of the front offices from Golden State, um, Spurs, um, the successful successful organizations? Pat Riley, you know, why don't they take the cue from them with those guys? Is it because, you know, they just want to keep people in the seats? And, and- I was going to say that. I think Jerry's a little bit more concerned with, how full the United Center is rather than having a good team on the floor. Yeah, they didn't fell off, man. Like, yeah. like, like once you fall off, that's when you start thinking about let's fill the seats back up again. But see, I argue with him every day. I, like I said, why I argue with Art? I said, I, I asked myself, why don't the Bulls have the mindset of the Rockets? Hard as your your, your your small forward, and put him and build a team around him. Why can't they do the same? Snatch the same blueprint from the Houston Rockets for the, for uh, uh, for Butler. Well, they got to see the empty seats. Uh, well, and once they see the empty seats, then they don't have the same not, scouts. Not everybody man. is starting to turn emotions. Then they start firing motherfuckers. They fire Gar Foreman, dumbass. I always I always take it back to it depends on what owner you have. I think I think it has to be the owner's mindset. Do you want to win or do you just want to own the team? Right. So a lot of NBA owners is just want to own the team. Like and you know if Clippers you think at first, I mean if you did. think you know if you think players got a lot of ego, there's no ego like in that front office and that ownership suite, right? So you know everybody doesn't really think the same way, and the Bulls' common denom- de- denominator has always been Reinsdorf. When Krause said that organization was winning championships and not players, that's the mindset of the Chicago Bulls. You know every everybody on that roster is a disposable, you know, piece of property. Like, that's just kind of how they view them. And they don't really care. They don't really care about winning. When Reinsdorf won six championships in the NBA and that meant less to him than one World Series, that tells you right there where the priorities are and what's he think, you know, what he thinks about that organization. So when Derrick Rose is going through his whole thing and they, you know, and they released all of the stories about, you know, him being cleared and that's really when, you know, D. Rose, like, Perception in the city started going down. It was all from the front office, man. Um, when Mike Dunleavy was listening to stories to yeah, Joe. Mike Dunleavy is a snitch. Uh, Tibbs was a Big snitch, but snitch. he had his. But you know, but Tibbs had his own reasons. Big or whatever. time snitch. And, you know, I got a lot of respect for Tibbs. But um, why? real quick, why, 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 why do you have respect for Tibbs like that? I mean, because there, I've never seen anybody that's been an assistant coach for as long as he has that should have been a head coach, and when he got his chance to be a head coach, he ran with it, and he is the best coach that the Bulls ever had since Phil Jackson. And as long as you have Randy Brown and Pete oh, Myers as your assistant coaches, he snitched he, to, the, to the man upstairs. Oh, yeah. he Randy Brown, them niggas don't fuck with him, period. Yeah. Cause they I mean, who do they nah. fuck with then? Nah. Nobody. Pete. Each other, you know what I'm saying, and Pete, because Pete like to play cards and shit with him. Yep. But um, yeah, Pete, like Randy, <laughs> Pete be on the south side more than you. Yeah, trust me. Yeah, look, I didn't walk into places with Pete 
It was in there playing spades and talk with niggas. Okay, so you you saying they have no trust for, um, they have no trust. You you, you they said no trust for what's the other guys? Uh, the bald head one, the bald head white boy. Oh, you talking about Ho- on Hoiberg staff? Yeah. Uh, that they don't like Hoiberg. That's boiling. Boiling. That's well. That's the guy. I think if something happened to Hoiberg, I think they'll let him take over. Okay. Not, okay. And then, then me and you go get subbed in. And end of the game now, Michael Walden and Coach Moses. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Wait for the bombs. You gotta let the, the bombs. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead now. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I've heard on I've read on multiple occasions that Ryan's though turned down the All Star games like he didn't really want to be bothered with it. Yeah. Nah, he turned down the All Star games because when when the All Star game come to your city. You turn over your arena and all your staff to the NBA, and he doesn't like to lose control of that building when it comes to basketball-related events. So that's why. And you know, when the, you know when the All Star game come, the NBA pretty much run everything for the a weekend. You Are know you what I'm saying? serious? Yeah. So that's so when's why. the last time the All Star game was here, y'all? Eighty-eight. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Once again, why don't the Spurs? Successful organization mindset. Do you like the Spurs? Uh, I respect the Spurs. I think um, I think what make the Spurs who they are and why they try to win every year is because shit. That's the only show in town. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't no fucking reason to come to San Antonio if it ain't Spurs. You know what I'm saying? And as long as you got a winning program and you got a winning team down there, that you making money. Them people selling out big bucks, Texas money, and they filling up that arena every night. And you know they got it. They got a history of winning, and that's the only way you can stay relevant. In when you the only show in town, you know what I'm saying. So winning becomes the number one thing. Jay Reinsdorf, his his loyalties is split. You know what I'm saying. He got he got the team on the south side. He got the Bulls. The Bulls ain't shit, but like that's the cash flow, right? That's a, that's you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying. That's his, that's his leisure thing. Like he got that. They good. Whatever. I don't really care. I'm a baseball guy at heart. So. The Bulls is gonna always be his stepchild. So we're no fucked. How good they are. We're fucked as Bulls fans. Basically, yeah. Okay. I hate to yeah, say y'all it. Y'all gotta get a bus. Yeah. Real quick, um, Lakers, baby. Your thoughts on Obama and his presidency? Uh, you can be brutally honest. I was on the Obama shit, like everybody else in the beginning. All right, you know what I'm saying? Black president, first black president. That's some shit that. Nobody ever thought they would see. I remember when Jesse ran. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. He aligned it, right, yeah, you know what I'm saying? He aligned himself with Farrakhan, and that was it. You know what I'm saying? He get the FOI security, and they shut that down. So, you know, I you know I remember all that. So, I, you know, I'm thinking a black president. I used to hear all the talk in my house or whatever, you know. So, it was a big thing. So, I was I was really with it. But as I've gotten older and, you know, and saw it, what happened over Obama the you know the last eight years? He was just the white. I mean, he was the black face on white supremacy. You know what I'm saying? Like nothing changed. I think I think black people under Obama have taken a step back, and he did nothing. He did he did everything for everybody else except his own people. You know what I'm saying? And and I have a big issue with that. So I'm not I'm not one of those people that think oh you know. We should feel proud that we had a black president. Absolutely not. I mean, I think, you know, 
symbolism wise, I think it was good. But if you look at what he did, like, you know, taking out Gaddafi and causing all the shit in the Middle East, the, you know, the refugee crisis and everything like that, all of that happened under his watch, man. And, you know, if people really think that they vote for the leader of the free world and, you know, and he does answer to them, that's wrong. You know what I'm saying? I think I think he he was he was really and truly no different than Bush. And I think that as a black president who came from the South Side of Chicago, whose base was black people who helped him get elected, you know, twice, I think he owed us a little bit more than what he gave us, man. So I, you know, I'm not, I don't really necessarily have anything bad to say about him, but I don't have nothing good to say about him. Obama out of your retort to that? I don't even got the energy, bro. I'm pissed the fuck off because I got up at 5 o'clock in the morning to vote for his ass the last time, and I don't get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and do shit. <laughs> shit, I got three goddamn kids. I didn't get up in the morning and change them. So listen. Hold on, hold on. Coach Moses, your, your thoughts? I don't know. I'm, I, I'm one of those people that I love the president. I was glad he was elected. Um, I get people's general concerns like Brian said about it felt he could have did more for his people. Um, I just think that's a hard job to do in his position that he was in. But um, I actually one of the people that think he may do more for us now that he's done and he doesn't have to be so political anymore. That's in my opinion. Art? Man, to me, he was a symbol of hope. And I think people feed off hope. I think that uh, I'm an environmental guy. Like, I just, to me, I look at change from where I am. Like, if I look around and I see people around me, nothing changes around me, then it's like, to me, it's not impactful. Now, I mean, I, I him being black and being a president, I, I, think, I think that was cool. I think, you know, I think that was cool. But from the standpoint of the people around me, that their lives change, that their lives change, I, I don't see the change. Okay, but I don't see changes from other presidents, so it's like I'm not I'm not an Obama basher. I just I mean I'm glad we got a black president. We got we got some, we got one in there, but I just think he was a symbol of hope. If I can add on to that, I think I think having a black president, <clears throat> just in my opinion, I think it made it worse for black people. Um, especially you know when you talk about you know summary executions in the street by police, you know white folks. They got tired of seeing a black president in the White House. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And 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 I think I think that manifested itself in the killings that we seen at the police. And not just necessarily the killings, but just no accountability after that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like you could, you know, you could shoot a nigga dead in the street and you get a slap on the wrist. Um I forget. I just I mean and all Martin. Of, I mean, all of these stories are the same. You know what I'm saying? Like white Look. cop shoots black kid. White cops Quan get, McDonald, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. White cops get slapped on the wrist, and yeah. and even if they do get charged, they never get charged with murder. They always get charged with like manslaughter, manslaughter or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, oops, my bad, that type of shit. The only thing I I, I really got to say about fuck this fuck white is, people. Yes, bomb. <laughs> bombs. <laughs> and that was coming from Mighty Whitey himself. Mighty Whitey. Hey, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> and we gonna wrap this up after this. You ain't laugh. Hey. I didn't hear. Oh, okay. Hey, hey, no, no. Wait, wait, hold on, Mike. Kyle said, "Fuck white people." He knows already. He knows Bombs. Already. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at how 
Obama had to be like the most perfect man to get elected to be the leader of the free world. He had to denounce his pastor who who married him and his wife, who baptized his children. You know, but then we could have this dude who say, grab him by the pussy. Uh, and he, he, he can say whatever he wants to. He's a white man. He, he, he's this dude that has all these businesses. What everybody laughed at me when I said, do you vote for the president of McDonald's? No. They're like, what you mean? Remember that? Remember that episode? Yeah, yeah I remember that. So yeah. what I'm saying is, America is a corporation, man. Yeah. And now they want to get back to business. That man said today, I'm going to be the best job creator ever made. No, that God ever made. God ever made. So what he's saying is. He actually said that for real? Yeah, wow. he said it today. He said that. And he, you know what he meant by that? He going to put a pick it up. You niggas better get ready. This y'all last Super Bowl. Y'all better eat all the hot wings y'all can, all the salami <laughs> y'all <laughs> can, because it's going to be a good oh, goddamn time. Because yeah. Monday morning after the Super Bowl, okay. he's sending all y'all back to the South, and it ain't going to be Atlanta, because he know y'all like dick down there, and he know what's going on down there. <laughs> hey, man, the civil rights movement wasn't number the 50-year experiment that white folks got tired of. Hey, what did, what did Lyndon B. Johnson call the civil rights movement, Bill? The nigger movement. Yeah. yeah, the nigga bill. Real- so, so when you get through with all this shit, Jamal Hooks. Yeah, you have to do what you have to do for your legacy for you and your children. Crawford, you have to do what you got to do for you and your family, and your children. Obamanati, you got to do what you got to do for you, and your your children, and your legacy. I feel more. I you, feel Coach responsible Moses. for more than you, just myself. You, you, you. I mean, don't, don't, don't. But it starts in your house. You have to do that. Don't don't get carried away trying to worry about a motherfucker that's beating a bucket and selling loose squares out you gotta there. You got to be worried about Fuck him, man. Because you you'll go crazy. You worried know what about you only, to what thing degree, you do though? Is get them get it buy the loose square for them, drop something in their bucket, and keep it pushing because you'll lose yourself. Don't lose yourself trying to worry about another. It's 2017, man. We shouldn't be beating. Fucking buckets and selling yeah, new squares for money, man. This a man that you graduated from Iowa University of Iowa. He graduated from the University of uh, Jackson State. Uh, Jackson State. She graduated from the University of. I graduated from Southern Illinois University. Yeah, university. You actually got, got out of there. That's incredible. Guess where I, guess where I graduated, <laughs> graduated hey. from. University of Man. <laughs> that's a part. That's incredible too. Yeah, yeah. is the greatest. So, yeah. and Coach Moses, you went to Jewish University. And you went to where, Kirk? All right. He called right. Carbondale. He called me Kirk. Kirk. Who's right. <laughs> looking from Art? I didn't make it out of Carbondale, man. Uh, Most hey, people hey, don't. Man, I don't feel bad. I, I didn't make it out of Get out of here, man. I don't feel bad, though. That's true. Most people hey. don't. Hey, man, listen. They don't. Listen. <laughs> it, that's, that's what balances the world. All y'all, who, who the fuck really, like, really runs this shit? We all make up this world. That Jameson talking, ain't it, boss? Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey check this boss. out. Hey, hey. BC. You inspiration to me. Yeah. I, I, I want to I do what you're doing one day. I want to be able to bring my lady out in public and hug her and have a good time and do a podcast with her. No matter what the situation is, I want to be that happy in a situation where I, I'm that much in love. So, hand class for that. Yeah, hand clap. Yes, you inspire me because you get cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
All that same motherfucker. Hey, check. Um, Reasonable Ignorance Podcast, episode 80, now on iTunes, now on SoundCloud. Download, subscribe, comment, review, share. Now, bombs! No bullshit. This has been my most favorite episode yet to date. The and Jameson. I'm not, the Jameson and it, it ain't the Jameson. Mama, every day we away from you is another day we get closer to see you again. If it is to be, it's to be up to me. But check this out. On another note, on, on another note, on a real note, this is what the podcast is supposed to be about. Yeah. And Jamal, I appreciate you, man. Yeah, that Jameson like, boy. No, 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 no. No, no, it, it, it ain't the Jameson. It's, it's like really my feelings. Okay. And, and, and I give it to you for real because... Like a nigga been on a, a real roller coaster, so you know you you know more than than my thirty year guys. Yeah. Cause on that ride home when we dropped Reggie off, I talked to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So this is what a podcast is about. This is therapy for us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying we really want a New York versus Chicago type uh, podcast. So I would, I would love to. I, uh, the sports thing, I leave it to y'all. I, I got a little So we got to get some New York people in here. Oh, don't don't tell me that cuz I can bring a slew of people up in here. Let's do it for Black History Month. All right, no problem. We're going to make it happen. You got to come too again. Um thank you. I appreciate it. We're going to do a part 2. Um I didn't get a chance to talk about MMA or Ronda Rousey's face. None of that kind of shit. <laughs> or Soldier um, Boy and uh, that's fucking Chris Brown, two coke heads that need to just do I mean, some see, uh, did heroin. Did you actually die. see Ronda Rousey's fucking face after that hit? Man, listen. Do you watch MMA? I do watch MMA, and I actually watched that fight on Twitter because that's just how long it was. Bombs! <laughs> hey, that was a gift. That, was, that wasn't even a motherfucking old. She got three million dollars to get her motherfucking face red. Coach yeah, Moses, man. can you understand what I'm saying, man? Would you would you take three million dollars to get beat like that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, ain't no question. Man, the folks that whooped my ass. Goddamn it. How y'all feel about me, uh, my baby mama bitch? Fuck it. <laughs> Give me three million. We gonna spin, bitch. Hey man, may I lock it to you to bless y'all, man. <laughs>